This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'm your host as always and here alongside me to analyse the largest dance of them all, it's Matt and Mitch. How are we gents? Oh, doing pretty good. G'day. You're only Matt and Mitch when you're in trouble. <laughs> Um, and it, as I said, is the biggest dance of the year, so in trouble we are. Um, we should probably get straight into it. Uh... When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So we've got to talk about it. Uh, this is the the biggest talking point of the game. Yeah, One Republic. One Republic. I mean, what were we thinking? <laughs> the, do they even have songs? How I do they know. not play the Tim Bland remix? What's what are we all doing here? You're just saying words. Too late to apologize. Are these friends of yours? Well, they. I don't. I've never heard of them. I'm, I'm confused by shoes being mentioned. <laughs> like, what are we doing yeah. Timberlands for? <laughs> but yeah, obviously. I mean, when we're we're a pro ref podcast for the most part, but. Speak for yourself. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry, pro-ref in the rugby league relativity <laughs> sense of the word. No, we hate them all now. We don't hate like them saying, as much as other people do. It's like saying that do. some stars are smaller than others. Yeah. You know, there are big stars out there, but we are but we are the white dwarf of ref Unfortunately, it's Ben Cummins. <sighs> we got it. Look, it's just, it's just, it's just cooked. Um, now, I, I'm, uh, I will defer to, to Mitch, the, the bra- galaxy brain, speaking of stars on this one, when it comes to the old rule. But my understanding of rules was, uh, when you make a call in a game, it kind of has to stand. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that seems to be lost on a widespread scale in in this decision. Is that you know obviously if you haven't if you missed you've been under a rock. But Ben Cummins called six again. It didn't touch the Roosters. You know, so he calls six again. He gets corrected by Jared Sutton that it's actually didn't touch uh, didn't touch the uh, Roosters. It's still last. I think, it was so, te- I think it was Tedesco going up for yeah, the ball. Yeah, and so they changed his call mid-play from six again, having signaled six again, waved his hands. Everyone in the stadium saw it, and then he puts his hand in the, in the air. At the moment, at that exact moment, I turned to my Russian missus Anastasia, who has no idea what's going on anyway. I'm like, he signaled six again. What? He can't put his hand up. And anyway, as we all know, they get tackled. They can see it on the next set. And people like three, are, tra- like three tackles later. Yeah, and the yeah. and the weird thing, a lot of people keep saying, "Oh, well, it's it's okay because in the end they got the correct call." And it's like it, it's the rule book isn't actually actually about that. Like the rules state, you can't change the change your call. Mm. Like it's section sixteen, line nine, whatever it is. Referee judges on matters of fact and shall not subsequ- sorry subsequently alter those matters. He may cancel any decision made if prior foul play, of which he had no knowledge, is reported to him. Yeah. So the only way you can change your calls foul play. Yep. Brilliant. And this this is this is the same referee of Matt Gillette sim binning fame, which mm. is when he sim binned a man forty meters downfield for being offside in round twenty five, twenty fourteen, who then apologized to Matt Gillette for sim binning him, knowing he made the wrong call, knew he had to stick with it. He did the man who did that was also the man who changed his six again call in this was, game. Was Ben Cummins also the, the- Ref who waved play on in the Raiders Sharks game with the touch judge. Don't know. I should have looked, should have looked but that, that up. But that was the that was the direct comparison for me because, like, obviously I'm I'm not a, a student of the game as much as you two are, and I, I freely admit that. But like, that was the first thing that came to mind was like, remember when the touchy put his flag up at Shark mm-hmm. Park and the Raiders all stopped and everyone went, "Well, the touchy put his flag up." 
that's the call. Signals it, exist yeah. for a reason. And that this was is exactly and, why. And it's the same thing with if you look further into that rule book, it's like the touch judge, the referee can't overrule a touch judge. It's the same with the semi thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, semi, uh, Suliasi Vunavali, when he put uh, put his hand close to the line, touchy put his flag up. No, that's ref had to go with it. Yeah, that's what he's there for. And it was, as I said, that was the first thing that flashed into my head. Like someone's made a call. At this point, it can't matter whether the call is right or wrong. It doesn't. If if White, let's just say White gets tackled there, the Raiders spin it to, to take a, take another hit up and spin it and score in the corner. Of course, we have the same. We have a uh, a controversy of sorts, but at the same time. It's nowhere near as bad. The roosters have seen the signal. It's nowhere near as bad. Everybody, I think everybody. If you there, make a judgment call and you get it wrong, people can live with it. And, and that's right. And I think also that, no one would have cared because it would have meant the roosters lost. But also, like the roosters in that situation, tackled Whiten, and then Whiten got up to make to to play the ball. Yeah, and the ref walked over to him and was like, "It's a changeover." Yeah. If you like, if you're if you've watched back the footage and have gone, "Oh, but they said uh, they said it still lasts. It still lasts a bunch of times afterwards." You've never played sport at any level because yeah. Once you see a signal, like a like a linesman's flag or a, or a referee signaling ticks again, that's it. You you you've seen that and you are blocking everything else out. There's, there's a reason why signals exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if if you didn't need the whistle, they wouldn't have it. Okay. If you didn't need the signal, they wouldn't have them. But you need them. And as you said, he signaled it, and immediately in Wine's head, I've seen six again. Yep. Also, that game was extremely loud. There's every chance he didn't hear him. And yeah. He, and he clearly didn't hear him because he got up and tried to play the ball. Yeah. And Whiten would have seen, as you say, Whiten would have got the ball. Seen in his peripheral vision, seen the hand wave, and even if he saw the hand up, he might have thought, or maybe he's still waving his arm for some reason. Almost the entire Raiders team were waving their hand after he's like, "Yeah, six, not six again." They're all like, "What do you mean you did this?" And like, and yeah, and no, none of us here are saying no. that's why the Raiders lost that game. They didn't. They didn't. Like, the Roosters did a fantastic job to take advantage of it. They win their own bloody half. And I also think I've seen a few people go, "Oh." They were so rattled by it. That's why the Roosters went 90 metres. That's also not true. That's, yeah. that's complete garbage. They could definitely be on their heels because of it. But it's more so in the context of that game, it's that they're in opposition territory. They were there for like 10 On minutes. tackle one. Yeah. With, with nine minutes left in the game. That's what, what got taken away yeah. from them. Also, it's, not that it, it's not that it let the Roosters score. It's at tackle no. one. They were in opposition territory. Exactly. In their mind. And it's either they might have kicked a field goal. They might have forced well, the a pizza. Right. They probably similar. wouldn't have scored a try because Roosters fans were so good. But they yeah. could have just settled for a field goal. Or anything could have happened. Like, Whiten got that ball in broken play. He could have, if he knew it was last, he may well have snapped one. Who knows? He, he may as well. Like, he was almost through anyway. And by the way, Luke Kiry kicks him in that play. He gets t- he gets tripped in that run. Mm. But uh, Whiten may, as, may, may have actually scored grubbing through to, him, to himself at that point. Because there's nobody there. Yeah, and Tedesco <laughs> was still up. Yeah. Uh, probably still up in the line having contested the, like, the ball in the first place. I think of all rights, he would have just tried, because that's what Wyatt's kind of like. A bit, you know, I don't think he would have settled for a field goal. He would have gone, no, uh, rubbed yeah. it through, and maybe he would have scored. But that's it. That Whatever that happened with the refereeing there changed the next few minutes. The Roosters scored in that period, not because of that decision, because the Roosters are a good football side. Correct. But what we do know is if that if the, if the Cummins doesn't change his mind, they don't score. We know that yes, for a certain... we do know. So... That's the problem. And I, it is probably the worst blown call in a grand final. Because yes. the other ones that come to mind didn't... Like, Jeff Eunice not putting his flag up when Morris was out. The Roosters lost that game by 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ridge being held in 1996. The Dragons lost that game by 30. So, mm-hmm. like, those calls weren't that big a deal. The penalty try in 9 was the right call. The right yeah. call. That wasn't... That, this, this, was the, this was the worst thing he could have done in a close game. Yeah, and it's like and, you said, and at exactly that point, as you say, like it wasn't just that it was a close game. It wasn't just like if this happens, whatever. Like it happens f- 
30 metres downfield, he, he makes a call and it's, it might be, you know, but it was the fifth tackle. The Raiders had been down that, that half of the field for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. continual pressure. The Roosters look completely gassed and then they make one good break, another good break, and then they score. Yeah. And it's, and it's this game as well, it's like, I feel like this call was made in a period where the referees were trying not to make calls as well. You know, I don't want to say they did a terrible job or whatever, but there was one penalty given in the last half an hour of that game. It oh, they let the game flow. And it was the Aiden C's a higher tackle, but there was another period in that game, 25 minutes to go or so, down the left-hand wing. The Raiders spread it left on tackle four or so. And it's Kotrich either knocks it on or the Roosters oh, yeah, touched it. It was exactly what Cummins did last week in the South so, game. Like, I, I haven't seen the other angle. I don't know what happens. It looks like Kotrich throws it out the back and then a Rooster whacks it back towards the Roosters line. In the end, it goes from Kotrich's hands... Te- five metres forward. Yes. Somebody did that. Yeah. Yep. Instead, Whitehead dives on it and he just says, uh, tackle four. Yeah, so he's, he's frozen in the exact same moment twice it's e- in exactly two exactly the same thing. And so like tackle happened. four. And that feels like that was in efforts to not influence the game. And they influenced it in that can, moment can again. Can I just say, though, like as unfortunate for the Raiders as the six again was, I think the trainer thing is worse. And The trainer thing is worse because we don't know what would have happened with the six again. Like, we don't know what would have happened after that. Maybe the Raiders don't score anyway and the Roosters still win. If that trade is not there, the Raiders almost definitely score a try in the opening two minutes. And instead, the Roosters scored off the next set. That was yeah. a 12-point play, that trainer. And, and also, not just that. The the other point that you make about the about the trainer was... Now, again, I'm, I'm not 100% OFA on the rule, but to, to my knowledge, it was that the play, the team who has attacking advantage has the ball. No, no, they, they interpreted the rule correctly. They did what was correct yeah. in the letter of the law. But mm. it is a dumb, well, dumb rule. And also, and but I think this will finally shine a spotlight on this scourge that we've all bitched about for years, which is trainers being on the field. Too. Yeah, and after so, 90 seconds. Well, yeah, big moments in big games change rules. And it's like, if, you know, that rule's enforced correctly, but I agree with that take. And it's like, you know, the trainer for me is not neutral. He's been treated like a referee. It's the like ball the hits, ball hitting a helmet behind the stumps. It's five runs. But it's like, like the ball hits the ref- That rule is the same as the ball hits the referee. Which and it shouldn't we'll, be. Because the trainer exactly. is not neutral. There's never a time where the guy, the attacking team, has the other team's trainer on the field to kick the ball at him. Like, yeah. There's no way of taking advantage of that rule. Mm. The defending team can't have a trainer on the field. So it's it it's and that's one of those things. You know, big moments, big games change things. And it's like in 2015, if Thurston kicks that field goal, Golden Point is still in finals. So he kicks that pen, that, that conversion, Golden Point is still in finals. Yeah. Maybe Ben Hunt doesn't drop the kickoff, Golden Point is still in finals. And this rule could have existed for another hundred years. But it hit a trainer. It'll get changed. It'll get changed, and it, I don't know it, what till exactly. It does remind me of. I know that it's. I know that we don't. You know, we we're loath to make cross course across sports comparisons, especially to AFL. But like, if no, you they t- did this though, no, no. But if you haven't, so to my knowledge, if you have a like, if you if the other team kicks a behind and you kick the ball out from your own goal square, you can't have a trainer in the fifth in the in the defensive fifty yards. Otherwise, it's a fifty meter. Oh, no, I was talking about this with with someone yesterday. Like the they the AFL got rid of runners as they call them. Yeah. For everything apart from like injuries and but stoppages, don't yeah. they have like unlimited subs as well? Though a hundred, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a difference. So it's like, yeah. I actually, I don't know the solution to the trainers on the field because the game wants to be played fast, and you can't be playing it fast if you can't bring a trainer on the field without stoppages mm. because there's hydration is required at I some point. But it was two and a half minutes. Into but the that, game there's, there is something yeah. about that that two and a half minutes in the game you shouldn't be on the field giving out. Is there not enough stoppages waters. in a game? Like, I'm not saying I'm a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but like. I go for runs 10, 15 Ks without stopping for a drink of water. These guys can play footy for 15 minutes. I think it's a bit a, different though, the intensity. Of course it's right. different, yeah. but like, these guys, they're professional athletes. But also, they can, they the, can wait 10 minutes for someone to score a try. And then yeah. You also make the point of like, not just that, but like, think about how many, say for example, times the ball went out, times the ball was dropped. Exactly. Forward, 
like if 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 push comes to shove, there's so many have tries, the trainer so many come scrums, out like they so do many penalties. exactly like they do like, in cricket. We're like, oh, okay, so there's a change of overs. We'll run some drinks out for the batsmen, for example. Yeah, it should just like be balls in play, break. balls in play, no trainers. Yeah, and I, and I think this is. And I'm not trying to take this away from the Roosters. I actually no, feel their defense I, was unbelievable. I, I don't, as you know, I ha- everyone knows I hate the Roosters. But I actually feel sorry for them that this Ben Cummins moment, Cummins moment might have taken away from what is one of the greatest of all time teams. Yeah. They're yeah. the only... Okay, I know we know the Broncos went to back-to-back in 92-93. The Broncos did it again in 97-98. Well, no, no, let, 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 me, let me go on. <laughs> but they're the only second team to ever do it with a salary cap. 97, yeah. there was no salary cap. The only team that ever goes back-to-back the second time with a salary cap. The 92-93 Broncos is called an all-time great side. These guys did it as well. And it's kind of been... Dampened for them because that yeah. you know they didn't the things that went their way they didn't cheat they went their way they they played by the, what, what, what fell in front of them and yeah. you know a good side like them this is what happens when they get some luck both times they've got a bit of luck they scored mm. <laughs> and that, that's it. and then you know the Raiders had a few things that went their way as well and that's the truth I mean the Kronk Simbinning could probably be argued by many but they had things that went their way and they didn't take advantage of them but the Roosters did and the Roosters. For mine, actually, were the better side. I know the Raiders might have had better run of play for thirty minutes, but that doesn't make you the better team. The, the Roosters' defense was why well, they were the better type yeah, for mine. Yeah, and there I was moments agree. there where the Roosters had no right to have energy left, but there were some moments in that game where they showed that they were probably the classier side. And that's unfortunate for the Raiders. They did such a great job to fight in this game and get back into it. But you know, I th- the better team kind of won, and they haven't really got a single ounce of credit for winning the game, which is bizarre. They won a grand final, and no one seems to give a shit. They won a grand final, mm. and this is why I kind of and I see, feel like I'm literally the only person on this island. But like that clip of JT with Trent Robinson after the game, and people go, "Oh, look at look at Trent Robinson squirming and being a jerk." It's like I get it. I get why he's so annoyed. Like his team's just completed, as you said, one of the great achievements of this sport. And he's being asked about a refereeing decision. Yeah, like a team in a sport what? that does nothing but talk about refereeing yeah. decisions all the time. And I, I and I understand this is a little bit different to like someone bitching about a, a, a an offside penalty in round nineteen. I get that it's completely different to that. But as you said, they're getting no credit at all for this, and I, he's understandably annoyed by that. And the reason why I don't feel sorry for Trent Robinson is because he's been one to bitch about the referees the moment a game is lost as well. I mean, we all remember in twenty sixteen when he got his forty k fine for flipping at. Ben Cummins, I already thought lost on me. But if you forgot those comments, he said, Ben has been horrible and disrespectful to, disrespectful to our players for years, and it's continued. He speaks poorly to our players. He won't look them in the eye. We're on Anzac Day. We want to play a tough game, and they're just soft calls. So he's kind of gone hard referees himself in the past. I don't feel sorry mm. for him in that situation, but I am with you the fact that getting the coach on the panel post-game is a bit of a special thing, and you would have, like... JT asked the hard question, whatever you want to say, but it all felt to me is like, oh, JT cares about the referees again. Mm. Can we talk about the actual game? Because and, it- and and as you say, like I mean, a team a team goes back to back on average, like once a, once every fifteen years, like once a decade. Like it was these guys, these guys, Broncos, Broncos. Uh, but, but I mean, pa- pa- and, manly. Parramatta. But I mean, the salary, yeah, salary cap error. It's yeah. been it's, in, it's been thirty years of salary caps, yeah. and that's and it's happened twice. And, but as you say, like you get, I know that you've got to ask the hard questions, but uh, to me, they're not the hard questions to ask on a telecast. That to me, those are the questions that the press ask. Yeah, like those are the questions that you get somebody from old mate over here. Yeah, and like JT, don't act like you're not a journo, mate. Yeah, and like I respect <laughs> like, again, like I respect I respect JT's opinion on the game. He's a he he's a good you know he he provides something as an analyst as an ex player. But like, come on, man, like mm. you you've got what I know it's a controversial opinion, but you know one of the best teams of all time. That's not controversial. Like you know, one of the best teams of all time, one of the best coaches of the last decade. These guys have won, you know, a trophy, what, 
every five, five of the last six years or something like that, and whether a minor premiership or, yeah, a, or a premiership. They've won four uh, grand finals in the NRL, NRL era now. And yeah. no, not, like, man, sorry, Melbourne won three premierships, obviously more grand finals. Brisbane yeah. three premierships then. They've got four premierships in that. They won, they, won the four, they won four comps this decade. And the Roosters have won, I think. Sorry, they've been in four grand finals this decade. Yeah, they won three. three five minor like, premierships so like, since like 2005. Yeah, I mean, like in that. Robinson's uh, tenure, he's been there seven years and six of them they've finished second or better. Yeah, which again is, is insane. That's ridiculous. But like, you've, you know, you kind of got to sh- you got kind of got to show the respect. Like you can't yeah. you as an ex player, you you know you've got to defer when it's when it's needed. If you've got to ask the questions like they did to Ricky in the press conference for the Raiders, yeah. and I thought he handled himself superbly. He did. Um, that's the time to ask them. But hundred percent, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. And it, it is in a way the ending of the season that a lot of people involved with this game wanted. That is what hurt, hurts me the most, and it hurts me. We're talking about this a lot as well. But it really does stick with me that there's people that keep whinging all year for the last decade of watching this game. Oh, one day the refs will do something in the grand final or someone or whatever. And this happens, you're like, wow. Like they, even before, they even got before proven right. it was midnight, the, the telly had already got their front page. Oh, they loved it. In their oh, defence, really. their back page was pretty funny. Yeah, put your hands up if put you ruined it. Put your hands up if you ruined the, you ruin the grand final. Yeah, there's a picture it. of Cummins doing the six again motion. Yeah, very any, funny. Anyway, any more rest stuff you want to talk about? Or let's talk about the rest of the game. Um, let's talk about the game. Well, I think we've covered the refs in enough glory. Yeah. Fawn of a word. Um, Ashley Klein. Don't like it. <laughs> Sweet. Yep. Um, <laughs> White Sadio Mane. <laughs> so there's a few moments of why the Raiders lost this game. And, and outside of the refereeing ones, it's both of them were lazy players retreating at marker. Like, it, it's, it's interesting that Tarpanay's won six minutes into the game. is an absolute aberration. It's pathetic. In a strong defensive effort. That team was a steel curtain for most of that That's game. That's like the Titans in round 24 levels of defense. Yeah. He was head down, walking back to his goal line on tackle five, six minutes into the game. Big big, big old team areas yeah. for a Newcastle Knights defense. And, yeah. and there to turn around to miss Sam Verrills. And then the last try scored. It's literally the only offload the Roosters threw all game too, by the way. But uh, it scored when Leilua makes a nice one-on-one tackle on Boyd Cordner, and then Rapana is walking backwards. And and, and the Roosters look up, see Leilua. Obviously, Leilua, having made a one-on-one tackle, is slow at marker. And then he catch Rapana. Luke Keery, who way. for me is the best short side player. Yeah. Maybe he, that he, I can remember. He played on one leg, and it kind of showed a lot of the yeah. game. But mm. again, you gave him an opportunity on a short side that shouldn't have been there, and they scored. And they, and they, that, they and took what they were given by yeah. the Raiders. They weren't given very much. The Raiders, the entire game, defended very well, but they two lapses is what cost them this game. And, and that and that to me was something that I was quite looking forward to going into this game was an actual a a, a battle of two teams who defended so stoutly and defend so consistently well, but who are also capable of those game breaking moments yeah. like. The try that both of the, as you say both of the tries that they scored they capitalized on minuscule errors like one in a hundred errors exactly and even Wines one he capitalized on he somehow found yeah. the two back rolls next to each other I don't know how the hell Crichton and Cordner ended up next to each other and they did mention that on the telecast they were like why was why is Boyd Cordner defending on the other edge great yeah. question but that's it but they, he, he just managed that going too. straight go, through there so go yeah. back to the start though the, the mm. stones on Verrills to overrule Cooper Cronk screaming at you to give him but the ball you know but you know what that's one of the, you mentioned that's quite funny I didn't notice the Cronk screaming but you might remember when Verrills I mentioned it on his podcast like his second or third game in first grade. Cronk, the markers were on the ground. Uh, they went down and he did. He fed here, I think, and they scored. And Cronk went up to Verrills after that play and said, "Yeah, great, you gave him the ball, but next time you see the markers on the ground, I don't care if it's me or if it's him, whatever, calling for the ball. That's your ball." 
There you go. And it's quite funny you mention that because that's exactly what happened in this game. Look at you, accidental insight. (laughs) 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 Accidental insight. <laughs> that's, mean, the, that's the name of the podcast. I didn't mean to, insult, yeah. I didn't mean to insult him either. By the way, I was oh, like, you did. I was like, okay. good moment, and I bloody thrown an insult. No, 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 that's <laughs> fine. You that's can't the, help yourself. That's the that's the ter- that's, <laughs> like, that's what we do. That's on this it, show. though, right? It's exactly what happened in this game. You said he t- had the balls on tackle five to overcall Cronk and c- caught out a, a, a lazy marker. The moment he took off, I, I think everyone I was first first saw when he picked it up. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, and anyway. boy, did he show us? He did show us. Mm. Um, yeah, it just felt like the Roosters wasted a lot of chances in the first half. They I, did. Was, I was stunned that it was so close at halftime. Like, after 20-odd minutes, I was like, well, I don't think Canberra's going to win, but at least I'm going to be right with my Roosters by 20 prediction. Because yeah. they, they, it was it was one-way traffic for the most part. And then you get an uncharacteristic error from Teddy for the white and try, but um, I, I, I I'm, was stunned at how well the Roosters defended in that second half. It felt like the ball didn't go past halfway apart from when they scored. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I think Tedesco made another line about like two minutes after that. But So, from like from halfway till they scored, it felt like it didn't... The ball was in their own half the whole time. Like, it was unbelievable. Very true. But the Roosters had a few things. Like, another play in this game, on top of the two he mentioned that they, they scored off, there was a play that Radley was on the field for literally like eight seconds when he touched the ball. First receiver... Takiyaho had been on for about two minutes. Oh, pretty put, much. Put him through that line yep. break. And after that, like, put him through for a line break. Great play from two forwards, obviously. But off the back of that line break, they put a bite. Nickel clocks that drops it. And then the next tackle. So it was within three tackles. Caesar gave the penalty away. But it was just like that team just seemed to get, seemed to get finding energy when it was needed. It made no sense. Like, that was one of the moments because not only did Takiyaho make that break, but the whole team pushed up on the yeah. next play. Radley was one of the all-time game of two halves, by the way. He was a disaster yeah. in the first half, and he was amazing fantastic in his second. Fantastic in second. He, well, I thought him and SST were, were fantastic yep. in that second. Yeah, game. yeah, for sure. But, like, so Radley's was a funny one, because, like, he gave away two penalties, especially, I think the first one especially was when they really had Canberra on the back, but I think it was, like, tackle four inside their own 20, and he gave one away. Mm. And then he got whacked in the head. Didn't go off for the HIA, and I was like, that's weird. And then he dropped the ball cold, like the next tackle, and then they took him off. And I was like, yep, that, yep. that makes sense. But then, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a machine in the second half. Jad Roy Hargraves was Fantastic. the best rooster mm. on the ground, I think. Tupo and um, Brett and Morris. And Tupo and Morris too. as well were outstanding. Like they, get, they tested Morris so many times with those high kicks, and Whiten can kick a bomb higher than most. And I, f- I feel like Tupo was unlucky not to play Origin this year, and unlucky not to be on the Australian tour as well. And uh, it's just funny, Nick Cottridge probably had the worst year of his career. Another dumb penalty in this game when he drags on back in the end goal again. One day he might learn that rule. And it's just it's funny seeing a Raiders player who didn't play very well to make an Australian team because it never yeah. happens. But yeah, it's just um, on the same field you have guys like Daniel Tupo who even in the grand final winning team can't, can't make it, which is unfortunate for him. Point, point that you make about the ball not getting past halfway earlier. I'm having a, look, a quick look at the heat map and the Raiders must have played the ball in their own 20 about eight times in the second half. There, there you go. Yeah, like, that, that's, but, that's quite something. <coughs> there, but that first half, the Bruce's line speed was insane. Hey, it just mm. was. But yeah, I thought like the Raiders... And Whiten was the best on ground. I agree with that call, but I've mentioned this many a time this year. They needed to diversify at moments from just giving it to Whiten. Mm. There were some moments in the last 20 minutes when Whiten threw it behind Croker and behind Kodrich, and they, and they ended up yeah, scrambling. They had to, sc- to scamper back to get the ball. And, yeah. But over the other side of the field, I mean, okay, Lua may have bombed the try. It was not the certain try everyone thinks it was, by the way. He he had to draw one of them in. He tried to draw Tupo in. He didn't He didn't buy I watched, it. Yeah, we contact. watched it back today. Like Simonson doesn't score. Oh, no, not that one. No, the early one, the Rapana one, when he fought. Oh, when he threw it forward. Yeah, he tried Sorry. to throw it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, like, he didn't, I don't, like, he definitely, they, Rapana probably scores the years into him, but Tupo didn't bite. Tupo could have pushed Rapana out. It's not this certain bomb people keep thinking it is. But anyway, 
on that right hand side as they had that moment with a part where they Lua, Lua broke the line two other times. One obviously, but Simonson was on the inside at the end of the game, but there was nothing on there really. And also when Papali got tackled early by Kronk, that was again they went right and Bateman was doing on his trademark coming back coming back across the defensive line and Papali went straight. So they had they went right rarely, but they had four really good moments going right. But they spent the entire game going left, and it they went just, left so often. And it was it was too much. It just it didn't diversify enough. And then with that as well, they didn't go straight enough very very often. And the moments they went straight was when White straightened up and scored. Papali straightened up and went when they went out of the sticks. It worked. And I guess that's it. It's funny to see a Raiders team that's attack has struggled and it continues to do so. But but at, you know, the, at the same time, the point that you make about consistent like not consistently going right, and I'm not saying that they should be just attacking there, but like no, just mix it Leib up. Leipzig are like the. Genuinely, the best attacking, one of the best attacking sides of three in the comp. Like well, th- center, center and wing combination, yeah, in my I th- humble opinion. I think opinion. it cost them towards the end of the game, too, because like, cause like, they were getting no ball out there. Rapana just went walkabout. Yeah. Like, the last five minutes, he was not on his wing. And then when, like, when Leilua made that break, Simonson was on his inside hip mm. with a minute to go. And who oh, was covered, but Rapana wasn't on the wing. Because you know where he was? On the left bloody wing. Because he went looking for the ball because they weren't getting it out there. Yeah. And, and even, even to that point, like, I know that... You've got they would have been they were, they were matched up against Tupo and and uh, and, Latrell. and and Latrell on that side and I know that they're both two very good defensive players but like you have to think that even if you go out there you know forty percent of the time yeah. instead of the twenty that they went out there even if they go out there forty percent of the time then you're going to at least you're going to force them to make more defensive plays which then yeah. stifles them in attack exactly and make more decisions as well like yeah. just test more areas of the roost uh, and there was the so much talk through the week about the mi- the matchup between uh, Leilua and Latrell yeah that just really never eventuated like there were three or four good like three or four tackles yeah there was no there was no you know silly rough stuff there was no, nothing <laughs> that we kind of expected that there would be there were just, that, like there were just good hard tackles and a little bit of stuff kind of afterwards but like as i said if you go out there you you force we know that trail is the kind of player that once you get under his skin oh that's it he tends to do dumb stuff they didn't do it and they didn't do that. But and I know that Ricky's he's a smarter coach and he would have thought of this more more from a game plan perspective. But as I said, like I mean, if you make those two guys make more decisions, then maybe Tupo doesn't have the legs to go down the left side when they make that break. Yeah. Maybe Latrell doesn't have enough uh, stamina to make another tackle on um, Leilua or Rappin are going through again. You know, yeah. Maybe you make, as you say, you make them make more decisions and you m- more things will happen. And I get there's nothing wrong with wanting to get the ball in White's hand. He had a great season at 5-8 and oh, pl- proved all of us wrong. Oh, yeah. Very much we so. We look like but- idiots. And also, they like kicking a croaker, chasing through as well. But it's like you just got to try a few more things, especially with the possession they had. They had to spread it out, or try a few more things. I know that Lula was on one leg, but things were still happening for him on that side of the field. And ra- and in fairness, I know that as you say, like you can kick the croaker. His kick chase has developed significantly. It has. He's getting better in different ways because obviously yes. he's lost a few athletic- athletical gifts. And, but but you've got Rapiner there who is also quite. You know, decent under the high ball, yeah. and Leilua. I mean, and I don't want to don't want to kick to Tupo, but again, you don't have to kick to Tupo to, to you can kick it. You there. can kick it short, short per Damian yeah. Cook last week, straight yeah. to Croker. Like you can't. Yeah. There, are, you can diversify your. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. You've got it. You can diversify your options, even if it's kicking to someone like Bateman just across field. Yeah, you, know, you've, you get get them coming forward instead of going back. Then you know something else might happen. That's it. Exactly right. But I do think, you know, obviously, Raiders had some fantastic games with them. I thought Papali was exceptional again. Mm. And it, and it did feel like unlucky for the Raiders that Alula was on one leg and Papali also seemed to have a carrying a shoulder problem most of the game. But I thought he was great. I thought Horsberg was great. Layla, I was they, they were, <laughs> and I know that it shouldn't come down to this, but like we spoke about last week, that it was the seventh, the 17 was the issue for me. The Dynamis Louis versus, think about it, Dynamis Louis versus Tucky old mate Hudson Dart. Oh, 
Hudson Dunn. Imagine if oh, you've yeah. got Hudson Dunn on there instead or, of Dick Fingers Louie. Or even like Ryan Sutton. I think they just yeah. didn't put Ryan Sutton back in because it was like keep the same team thing. But Sutton was a definitely a better player than Dynamis. Mm. I thought Sutton had a good season when he played 13 when Tarpanay was out because Tarpanay also had a pretty bit of a stinker. I thought those two guys were obviously Raiders' worst players. Probably the only two players that... Didn't play quite well for that, and, and it's and we're not saying that they cost them the game, obviously. No. But like the the Louis thing we said last week when we were at the game, please don't give the ball to Dynamis Louis because he's going to drop the ball. He dropped it like first run he had, right? And yes. Tarpanay obviously, as he said, turned around on, on for six nil, but also eight nil was Tarpanay's uh, loose tackle on, uh, on uh, fifth, th- throwing a loose arm thirty odd meters out. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't do that. Got? Anyway, as we said, Roosters, one of the best teams in, yeah, in they're, modern they're rugby league. Don't think um, that can be argued. I thought I still thought it was a great game, by the way. Oh, yeah. it, thoroughly. Well, I, I, and I know that I know that obviously, like the Viking clap was sensational. I, I wasn't at the at the ground, but like the atmosphere looked insane. Very like rated. it looked fantastic. Of the grand finals I've been to, I can't count twenty fourteen because I was all a blur. It was it was the best atmosphere I've experienced. Yeah, I agree. It was actually the most one sided fan base oh, crowd I've seen. It, it actually game. was, and that's we're not having a dig at the Roosters there, but no. my god, it was just. This, it was probably 70-30, well, I reckon. It's, it's because and maybe Lime Green jumps out a bit more on the eyes, but it well, just seemed like... There was the last so time neutrals were this fans. far behind a team was Cowboys 2015, but the big difference was that Brisbane fans were there as well. And I'm not trying to sh- take a shot at the Roosters fans. The Roosters were in the grand final last year. I get why you didn't all turn up. Mm. But, you know, Broncos fans also travelled to 2015 because they hadn't been in one for a long time. Yeah. So that was like... As many neutrals were on, probably on the Cowboys, it wasn't as much of a split in the crowd that game. Yeah. This was the... Yeah, the Heavily favoured crowd I'd been to at a grand final. Yeah, I, I went and did a little bit of research after the after the event, yeah. but I went looking for Raiders retro jerseys this week after mm. the grand final. Almost everywhere sold out. Yeah. So I mean, people jumped on. But they, I mean, obviously they're one of the great jerseys, and we we all look back at that like '94 team with fondness. But like people definitely jumping on the bandwagon. However, you can still buy the uh, British and Irish Lions to jersey. Well, that's, so thank you, you for telling me that. If you would right. like to buy that, it is available Just, just on there. the fans, I will say, the worst human beings in the world are Roosters fans who left, because me and Mitch both left basically as soon as full-time whistle went. Because we aren't Roosters fans. Correct. Um, and as I'm walking out back to, to, to try and find Mitch and back towards this train station, like there's already a fair chunk of Roosters fans outside. And not only they're outside, the majority of the ones who are outside are heckling any Raiders fans that walk past. are just like... You are the worst person. You are the casual fan that I hate. Like you are the stereotypical in inverted commas Roosters fans. The actual Roosters fans who I'm happy for We're are in still the, in the stadium watching their team get the trophy. Booing Jack White. Correct. <laughs> You're out here. You mean to tell me uh, uh, Roosters player Roosters fans are booing an indigenous player? Stop, stop <laughs> it. Um, you're out here heckling strangers after your team's won a comp. It's good, just good not, on you. I mean, it must be nice for them though. In fairness, it must be nice for Roosters, Roosters fans to see other people. You know, they're not yeah. used to seeing this, like, 20,000 people a game. But, yeah, they, nice. we did, I did see one of the guys who was in front of me feeding Raiders fans be, getting arrested by the police about five minutes later. That, oh. was, that was nice. Oh, so that, that was fun. How good. Um, I do, one thing I would give credit to tactically after the game, by the way, as well. The Roosters definitely got it right in terms of how they countered the one-on-one strip. They didn't try and offload almost mm. the, literally the entire game. They threw one offload the entire game. But then if you go back and watch the games a few times when the Raiders go for this trip... And all the Roosters do is put their both arms around the ball and just, just push as hard as they can. Like, you know what? We'll I take know, the post I noticed that as well. It's like, yeah, okay, if you want to go for the ball, we'll wrap it up and we'll take what metres you give us. And, and, they, and the Raiders stopped doing it. Yeah. And it's, after and it's, like 25 minutes. Well, you know, the Roosters bitched about it when they played the Raiders last time and they've learned, they learned their lesson, which is, you know, fair play to them. Mm. But I'll, anyway, if we're going to move on, are we? I've got a few grand final random stats that people want them. Hit them. Why not? Hit them. These may be boring, but whatever. 
Uh, Can we? Do we have the? Do we have the Nickelback look at this graph? Vine <laughs> as yeah. a drop? So if you don't already know, you're Cooper Cronk three in a row. Last people to do that were Parramatta, eighty-one to eighty-three. God, uh, oh, that's bananas. That is bananas. And Sterlo won three in a row as a halfback. Then uh, Josh Hodgson finishes season with twelve one-on-one steals. And uh, that's more than it all but uh, but two teams. He's also the all-time air- leader in one-on-one steals already. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> With 19, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, the 374 points they conceded is the least they conceded since the Super League season. It's their best home and away their way record since 2003 for that lot. Uh, Crocus finishes Raiders' top try scorer and point scorer three times. Only Mal's ever done that other than him at the, at the Raiders. Well, I mean, we did have the discussion at the pub last week that Croker is now on the Raiders' Mount Rushmore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jack White and only fourth player on the losing side to be Clive Churchill uh, Kronk so he's now what played nine grand finals in 16 seasons mm. yeah obviously that's more grand finals played more grand finals than seasons finished without them sorry and then yeah won six of those grand finals are the Raiders now the only team with two losing Clive Churchill medalists because Bradley Clyde well, yeah, won one in four, and the other yeah. one's DCE and Brad McKay, so that'd have mm. to be. Yeah, yeah. and everyone's probably already heard that like the 15-year gap between Ricky's first grand final coach and last is is equal with Don Ferner for records, mm. right? It's just ironic that they both lost their first ones with the Roosters and also lost their last one with the Raiders. So, don't know, not a good gap. Poor boys. What mm. else have I got here? Uh, Ricky, Ricky quickly going up the oh, yeah. Queanbeyan power rankings. Yeah, it's fair. This is a random one, but Soliola and Bateman played against each other in 2004 Super League Grand Final. There you go. Soliola's that is a good try. That is a good start. Didn't, didn't, wasn't matter. there one that uh, ba- Hodgson had won three Super League Grand Finals, and this was his first. This was his first loss in a big game, or he'd won a Cup Final as well. So yeah, well, Bateman had played in four of the last five Super League Finals. It's a fair True. effort. What mm-hmm. have I got? That's I think that's about about it. Everyone knows about the back to back and whatever, whatever. Just random stats I jotted down that whatever. Alrighty, onto the uh, onto the slightly smaller dance, uh, Newtown Burley. Do we want to discuss this? Oh, really quickly. Um, I mean, it was hilarious seeing the number of late team changes in <laughs> Newtown. It's like, yep, they're the guys that went the hardest and this week. They played like it for the first sixty minutes. Yeah, and then that the winning try was was awesome. Oh, I forgot one thing on that charge. And by the way, I'm not sure Soliola shouldn't have been penalised. I agree, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he wins about that trade. If, if Wider picks up and they score, can they go back and check that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I would have just enjoyed him. I've watched him it back. A tackle. I've watched it back several times. He he hits Kiri in the legs. It's yeah. probably a penalty. Yeah. Mm. So well, it, it probably it could have been is. concussed. The Roosters deserve to win. Let's make no. We're, yes. we're not trying to dance around that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You don't uh, want to see us dance. So yeah, Burley got out to a huge lead. My man Tony Don with a double and a try assist. What a yeah. day for the what a day for the great man. Also um, got a fourteen nil dickheaded. He uh, sixteen two dickheaded. Actually, oh right, yeah, which is the same. Sorry, there was a fourteen point, point, yeah, 14 sorry, point sorry. dickheading. But um, yeah, Jamal Fogarty had a. Great I was going to say, what, what's with him? Like, because he had a bit of a bit of bit of time there with the Titans and a bit of time with Parramatta as well from memory, and it just it never really yeah, worked well, out. Yeah, was twenty five now. Yeah, so just at that right Broncos? age. Week, uh, Get him in. Why not? Again, we'll just adding the list of forty people I'd take ahead of Brody Croft. That we'll probably uh, the new anyway. segment's just going to be you rattling through every half that Brisbane have been linked with in the last week. So if people <laughs> have got twenty five minutes. That's, that's going to be extra today. That, that's the extra podcast for the summer. It's just Mitch naming halfbacks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I thought, um, and my my man Toby Rudolph, who I chatted to earlier in the week, got man of the match. Uh, that was pretty cool. After losing with. Redcliffe last year yep. and doing his ACL in in the same game. Nice little he's back. Nice little story for him. But I do like Billy and Magulius though. Uh, two big weeks fella in a row. with shit kicks. Two weeks, two in, weeks a in a row. That bounce was ridiculous. Defied physics. Curtis Rowe. Mm-mm. And the, the, the guy that caught it, um, Ferris. He's he's pretty quick bit, for a big fella. Toe, yeah, yeah, two tries in that game, all, all from Toe. But yeah, the, the Newtown team 
were not very good for 60 odd minutes and they had us throw caution in the wind and, and came home with a wet sail. Poor Tony Don. Meh. Poor guy. Yep. Uh, and uh, and the the other big dance. Look, yep. it was just good for Mitch to see one of his teams back to back. Well, the first back-to-back. Brisbane team. Yeah, the first Brisbane team. The, th- not the third Brisbane team to go back to back. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Uh, there you go. So yeah, um, I did laugh after the game when Dragons coach Daniel Lacey was like, "Oh, some of the, we just didn't enough big game experience." Uh, just, just to clarify, uh, Broncos thirty, St George Illawarra yeah. six. Um, 11, 11 internationals. Yes, in the team. Coach five of the Broncos grand final winning team. To be fair, only three. Three of them played. Three of them played. But same, but yeah, but no big game experience. It's the second year of the bloody competition, and it, it's quite it's quite ironic that a lot of the focus in the off season was about all those big names going from Brisbane to St George. But it was a girl going from St George to Brisbane who won the uh, the Karen Murphy Medal for best on ground. Yeah. And I it was like the other one that came from the Dragons to Brisbane, Racing McGregor, who was arguably the best on ground. I, I like that they already have a name for the best on ground medal, just for the record. Yeah, I know it's called the Carrie Murphy Medal. I'm not sure who Carrie Murphy was. She's He's, a rugby league player. I well, think. I guess that A part. woman, perhaps. Um, that, that whole forward pack for Brisbane was really, really good. Both their starting props uh, uh, were, were just awesome. Millie and, Boyle, and who Millie got Boyle's the a beast. Man of the match. Annette Brander, back rower. <laughs> uh, yeah, Millie Boyle's probably been the player of the competition for mine. Yeah, I don't artless. think that's too. I don't think that's too wild speculation. No, and I do like that they had the balls to drop Chelsea Baker. Big, big call. Cause she uh, she hasn't been very good for all this season. She was bad in the Origin as well, and mm. it was like reputation to be keeping her in her yep. sport. And she'd lost her Australian jumper too. But you know, it's just good to see form being rewarded in that in that regard. Uh, Betty Walsh from Welsh, sorry, from the Dragons took her Aussie jumper. She who had a fantastic, fantastic season. Too. Um, yeah. Weird one with her though. She's eligible for both Australia and New Zealand. Has a and has a thick Kiwi accent. Why not? Well, but well. is playing for Australia, which is quite funny. Look, we've seen that happen yeah, in a lot of sports. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But I thought this game would be closer than what it was. But uh, yeah, 20, 30 to six is pretty high. The, in the, the first because I, I was obviously covering this game for work. The the ball didn't. The ball didn't leave the Dragons' half, apart from on a couple of kicks, for the first quarter of the match. The entire it was it literally didn't go past halfway. It was they kept dropping the ball. They dropped they dropped the ball. Brisbane scored first set of the game. They dropped the ball second time they got it. Brisbane nearly scored, and then after that they just couldn't get past halfway. Brisbane scored again and again. Um, yeah, it looks it like was, the score. It was an absolute carver. Score almost flattered them too. It dead set. Like <laughs> I think the meter gain, the meter difference was like. Astronomical. It was double or something. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. They got completely blown off the 13, park. Thirteen seventy-five to seven thirty. So pretty close. Yeah, and then like, and yeah, that's two two years in a row now. Brisbane have just completely dismantled a team in the grand final. They lost so. a game last week, but let's just ignore it and say they've not lost a game. Well, yeah. I mean, they were they were they were they were, they were, they were chilling last week. They were. That's fine. Um, that they they were fantastic, and I guess that a new coach and basically a whole new team didn't matter. Yeah, mm. that's it. Oh, yeah, by the way, one last thing too that was nice is that before, after the game, when Rapana like just changed his mind that he's staying. <laughs> I'm oh not yeah, going anywhere. Oh, Clive Churchill, another fuck up. Fantastic. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> change your decisions. I love, I love <laughs> that it got to the point that the whole game we had to like walk over and whisper it into into the presenter's ear. It's, uh, it's, it's actually Jay White. <laughs> oh, who's that? Um. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. It's I think mo- the right player got it. By the way, Moonlight won the. Yeah, I'll show you what was the other movie. La La La. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think the um, right player got it. By I the way. agree with it's that. It's the same thing. I thought Milford should have got it. The Broncos were ahead for eighty minutes of that game. The right, like Whiten was the best player on the field in this game. Yeah, for that's mine, completely fair. I thought Warren Haggers was the best rooster. I agree. Which which is fine. You can make a catch for Brett Morris as well, as you said before, yeah. and Tupo and a couple of other blokes. Mm. Um, oh, and 
trying trying to get on that train that to that train station after a full house at that stadium is a nightmare. Potential so. drop of like a hunt contender. Oh my god! Do you, do you do you remember what? Do it you took remember us when the, so long, Dale. When the no idea. There was a Bledisloe game there, and the track the train stopped walking, and Ryan's Rovers had to walk to West Concord. Obviously, well, a lot of people do that. Yeah. If I'm alone, I often walk to another state. I, I suggested yeah. it at one point. Yeah. I was like, let's just walk to West Con- West yeah. West Concord or whatever mm. it's called. I had the most hungover person in Australia with me. That you day, did. Though, that so. is true. She was in no mood to be walking yes. another twenty minutes, but. <laughs> Yeah, that that train station is a, an, an absurd joke. <laughs> Hopefully, that gets <laughs> altered. There was a bit some they... kind of like major event that, that I have absolutely for. no idea how it. How like, they only have one line in and out on spe- like yeah, have more stops. Just they have four traffic. tracks there as well, which yeah. they used during the Olympics, yeah, but not anymore. Uh, it's one one in one. It's yeah, it's New South Wales great. public transport. You've answered your own question. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, alrighty, I think that'll do us for for grand final chat. Yeah, we'll do some news. Yeah, let's do some news. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh yes, it will. Yes, Simi Renrandra. Absolutely buried it. Rantrandra. You would have had a kid, which is probably worse. Yes, it probably would be worse. Anyway, news time. <laughs> a little look behind yeah. the steel curtain over here. Uh, that is the, look, the look at, Anchor babies, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Peter Dutton. It's not that hard to work out what we were talking about. Oh, God. Anyway. Speaking of uh, speaking of news, Anchor babies when we talk about stopping the boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't come here by boat, so she's fine. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, moving on. Kangaroo squad got named. We, speaking of people that should be off on boats, yeah, there's so kangaroo. many. There's so many squads. I was I was very. We'll do the actual kangaroo squad. We're not talking about all the squads, right? We're not going to read the, the nine squad, the women's squad, squad, the under twenty three squad, no. the uh, the kangaroo squad. I'm actually shocked that there's been like changes. He actually dropped Michael Morgan and Aaron Woods, but yeah. At Kangaroo Squads, Josh Adokar, DCE, Damian Cook, Boyd Cordner, Nick Cottridge, who, lucky man, Tyson Brazil, Wade Graham, Payne Haas, Ben Hunt, Luke Keary, David Clemmer, Latrell Mitchell, Cam Munster, Cam Murray, Josh Papali, James Tedesco, Jake Trevojevic, Paul Vaughan, and Jack Whiten. And it's probably the actual most deserving Kangaroo Squad I can remember in a while. Like, I know there's a few guys in there I wouldn't have picked, but like, he hasn't. He always. Well, Mal loves an incumbent, and he even spoke like three weeks ago. He's going to stick with the same boys, and he didn't. There's no Aaron Woods there. Obviously, Will Chambers has essentially been retired and is leaving the league. He's going to Japan, I believe, next year. But you know, you got guys who've been rewarded like Payne Haas, Cam Murray, Jack Whiten for having strong seasons and got into that side. So that's good to see. Who I would think, who would you who would you drop and who would you bring in? I wouldn't have Nick Cottridge in there. Mm, I don't, don't think he's. Don't disagree. In the top five or six wingers in the competition, I would have Daniel Tuho before him. Yep, I'd have Ferguson before him, uh, and then Tyson Rizal is probably pretty lucky for me as well. He hasn't been in great form this year; wasn't great in Origin. I'd likely have someone like Dave Fafita in there over him, and then I think Ben Hunt's lucky, but like it's the utility spot you're fighting we, for. We did discuss that only a few weeks ago about Ben Hunt. He's about like, being being the fourteen, yeah, so. and it's you know if if it wasn't him, they'd probably pick Michael Morgan, and it's like well, out of those two, Hunt probably deserves it. Mm. I am sh- also surprised Callum Ponga didn't get hyped into there, but he's not. So I actually think it's like a pretty decent Aussie squad for the first time in a while. I mean, he picked the best four props in the country, which never happens. Like he that's just, true. Yeah, he picked uh, Papali, uh, Payne Haas, David Klemmer, and Paul Vaughan. Yeah, this is a team that always seems to have like a Woods or a Shannon Boyd in there somehow. It's pretty hard to argue those four. It is. Like, even Vaughn, who was in a very, 
very poor team. Like, every time he was on the park, he was that's the it. best. I also feel for actually Dale Fanuke, and I also think it's unlucky. But yeah, I agree with that. That's it. Is Frizzell the only guy in both those squads? Is he in the ninth squad as well? I think he's, he's in the yeah. ninth squad. Yeah. Is Luciano Leilua in the ninth squad? There's not much crossover. I know that. I know Cody Walker's in the ninth squad, and that's all I cared about. <laughs> you looked at that, uh, but I, th- I believe there's Wade, yeah, Wade Graham's and, and Hunt's in nine, so there's three of them crossing over. Yeah. But I believe it's you could, they couldn't name, name many of them in the nines because it's right before like another international. Right. So I guess those three guys can, uh, aren't going to play in the first international. Similar. And then uh, they also have the uh, junior kangaroos. We're not going to go through that. We're almost making go. You can look those up, people. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Dally M's? That's like a week ago. People even care. I guess once again, you once again we say happens every year happen where they got the number one guy right, and then the, there was a bit of a mess underneath. Mm. Yeah, you love Payne Haas Mitchell, but oh, I mean, like, come on, he should not have been like fourth. Yeah, and that's just, it just again it highlight. I know number one was right, but again it highlights the flaws in the system that one of the Broncos' best ever vote getters is in the year they had the club's worst ever season. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, and had the, they been good, there'd be other guys getting the, taking and, votes. And off the it. fact that the question is who is going to take votes off him kind of makes your point exactly. Like, yeah. who is going to? They should be taking votes off themselves. I mean, three, uh, sorry, Mitch Moses and Payne Haas uh, in the top four, and like, come on, Moses, like, had a good year, but like the third best up. player in the league. Come no. on, no. what are we all um, doing? I. Yeah, uh, that's not great. I, I, I'm going to weirdly have to jump to the defense of Brian Kelly here because people were flabbergasted that he was nominated for center of the year. He was pretty good. He was all pretty right. Pretty good year. The centers aren't great anymore. No, so. he, he had the most tackle breaks of any center in the league. So leave him alone. Leave Brian Kelly alone. Also, he was, he was yeah, you know, as, as you said before, didn't exactly have people taking votes off him. No. Yeah. Oh, no, how did, the team of the year doesn't rely on that, though, does it? No, it, it does. It's it does? Yeah, okay, yeah. take it back. Well, yeah. then, yeah, of course it makes sense. Then. Shut up, everyone. Other thing that annoys me, that they do the team of the year, it, they don't have, like, two centers and two wingers, two back rows. Why? I don't know. Just pick a full thirteen. Well, I don't, look, look, is there, a, look, is there like an is there like an RLPA to like thirteen of the year? Though? We're not gonna. I, I don't know. We're not gonna sit here and do our usual thing and revolutionise the Dally M's in five minutes again, are we? Because let's just get the we've first, done, second, third team all pro. <laughs> we've done that for the last five years. I don't know if I ever brought this up, but Sam Burgess should have won the Dally M in two thousand fourteen. I think you've yeah. brought that up literally on every show since we've been started. Yeah, yeah well, it's it's on brand. Damien but I actually Cook, think Cook twenty eighteen. One of those ones that yeah, I actually feel like the the team of the year is probably right. Yeah. Mm. You know, probably right. I mean, you could probably argue that. I mean, what might had a great year, but Kieran Mamala got it over Sevo, right? Which is did. really the only one that you can kind of argue. Yeah. But oh that's, well, I that's probably fine. would argue that one too. But you know, he but, had a good. But also, he had a great as you year. say, like the criteria is like, yeah, Sevo scored the most tries, and he he won got the the Canova or whatever it's called. Um, but like, he he was you you have that on uh, in one hand, and then on the other hand, you have Mitch Moses is the third best player in the comp, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, so is Sevo going, votes are going yeah. is Sevo going to be getting three votes a game? Probably no, not. No, probably not. Right? Mamala uh, yeah, was the, the best. Team of the year probably right. You know, which like, is very rare that I look at it and go, yeah, I probably would have picked that team myself. Mm. Which is good. Yeah, they got most of that right. Cam Murray, I'm very proud of him. Yeah, very proud of what he's yeah. done this year. And yeah, but, well, him and uh, two of our boys had so Payne Haas playing for Australia, so Cam Murray will be playing for Australia. Yeah. And Haas made the Junior Kangaroos to uh, sorry the PMs thirteen and the is he in the Junior Kangaroos. I don't know the Junior Kangaroos is a fast now. It's under twenty threes. We under twenty sixes soon or something like. Yeah, but there's some doing? good there's some there's there's some good players in that team. There Pat, is Pappenhausen's in that team. Yeah, Dave Fafita's in there. Yeah, I'm pumped. Dave Fafita, I'm pumped him in the nines. All here for it. Yeah, that'll he's, be fun. He's, he's a fast man. Pappenhausen as well. Yes, just run around the other teams. I he, like the tactics. He dead set might. <laughs> is there any other news? Probably is. Oh yeah, I did. We mentioned it just then. I did, but Will Chambers announced tonight that he's gone from the Storm. Oh, okay. So he's where's he going? Probably Japanese rugby. Hasn't announced that yet. Yep. Uh, but he's gone next year, so I'm guessing it means Curtis Scott is staying. 
That would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Or they're just promoting Shandoril. And there's about 3 million Nobody halfbacks linked to the Broncos. Yes, we all. And, uh, <laughs> and so if you the best like, one today is like to easy to pay what? Se- whatever nonsense team like. Well, uh, Hull Wanderers, whoever the fuck Jackson Hastings plays for. Salford. Who cares? Salford. $700,000 release fee or some shit. Well, so like, very good. Wow. So uh, Jackson Hastings has gone to Wigan and he's on like a 250k salary pounds, which is only like, it's like 450k would have been here. Yeah. But the transfer fee Salford asked for him in the last year of his contract was 400k. They didn't get that. If Wigan even asked for half of that, Again, that's another four hundred k. So no one, the, the Broncos are not paying eight hundred fifty k for Jackson Hastings. Actually, do do transfers con- do, like contribute to the salary cap? Yeah, as of like twenty fourteen or that's, something similar. I, I don't have too much of an issue with that, if I'm honest. No, they, they should though. Mm. You like, just you're paying you're paying the team. You're effectively paying. Like, freight, they like have you have a transfer fee system. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Like, they should account to the cap. You mm. should be able to use portions of your cap to take players away from other teams. That's how it should work. That's how mm. the transfer fee should work between clubs in the NRL. Yeah, and then mm. uh, like Hastings has a clause to come back in twenty twenty one. But yeah, of all of the ones who have been linked, who is the one you would want the most? Is it Chris Sandow? Well, it's one of those things. Like, is it price tag or if I, if everything's created equal? Yeah, I take Ash Taylor back. Okay. Mm. But, uh, but that would cost you, what, twice as much as Aiden Caesar might cost? That's it. Yeah. If, they're not credit, like, if, if you can get Caesar on decent value, I only want to, we're looking for a guy for a couple of years with a bit of experience and leadership, I think. So that's all I would take. And also a guy that isn't undroppable, if you get me. Like, you no, want a guy yeah. like three, three, four 400K, lead the way a bit, but there might be a while there where they just go, okay, it's time to move on. We're going to play the, Tom and similar. Has the biannual Cody Walker to the Broncos piece been written that has he has been linked oh the, good they, yep. it, there was one one article was like to seven players the Broncos should target so that's just like they were like you know what boys get them all up before the grand final Hunt been linked with the homecoming yet not yet that one that's it's a long coming. off season give it a month at most before that article <laughs> pops up <laughs> anyway should we get on to some questions or something Ben Hunt spotted at a Redcliffe Sizzler with Harvard Tony <laughs> <laughs> what a scandal I, can, I would struggle well, to in think- Ben Hunt's defence he moved to the Dragons thinking there would be a sizzler next to his training ground mm. and that sizzler then went away apart from the fact they trained him so there should be a, shut up don't ruin this <laughs> yeah. there should be a clause in his contract maybe he the, was confused that Chico's wasn't sizzler after the Cogra sizzler closed down he should that should be a get out clause yeah he needs to have a sizzler within six well, maybe he could go <laughs> maybe he could go to West he could go to West yeah, West Tigers there's one right there it's the only one in uh, Sydney before we go to questions I was going to sh- uh, thank the guy I don't know if I name him by name but Shout out to uh, who gave me tickets to the grand final. You know who you are, and I appreciate it a lot. Me and the missus had a great day. I don't know if, he, if I'm You're allowed welcome. to name him. Let's take a bun, God. God accidentally inside again. Accidentally <laughs> 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 inside. I accidentally mailed you two, <laughs> two press passes. My mistake. Also, I did my interviews from outside. <laughs> peak peak Bungard over here. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question time. Hit me, question daddy. Okay, uh... First question comes from Campo37. Rugby League. Are we sure it's good? No. Rugby League's dead. It's a good day, though. It still was, even though they lost. I'm sorry, Campo. Michael Darren, 79. Was the Kronk Simbin justified or would a penalty have been sufficient? I'll be honest, and this is with my neutral hat on, I didn't have too much of an issue with it considering the call. I thought it was harsh. It was harsh, but I think if you make the call, if if the bunker decides that he's hit him early, it has to be a Simbin. Yeah, but it was, it, it's it's so, it's so fractional. Yep. It's a bang bang play. Yep. I, it is, I, it I is thought fractional. it was a little bit harsh. It's one of those things I, where I saw it from. I'm like thirty meters from the other in goal, so it's kind of diagonal behind it. And I thought he hit him well earlier than that mm. because, like, just where I saw him hit it, the ball spewed out. I was like, oh god, does he hit him like half a second, like a second earlier? And then the replay, 
it's closer than I thought it was. It, to me, it was like he um, it was trying to catch the ball, and because he was trying to catch the ball, his hands were further away from his body. Mm. So I think you saw the ball, you know, a yard away, and then Kronk hits him. But you've got to remember that he's got a str- yeah. he's got a he's got a reach to catch the ball. Cooper Kronk, just a nice guy. I was going to say though, having said that, having said early. that, I think it's a bit harsh. It's Cooper Kronk. Either the smartest or second smartest man to ever play rugby league, so it's entirely possible that he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. So and oh yeah, I'm not here for this. Def- well, he's a little man. What's he supposed to do? It's like well, that doesn't count. Yeah, intent's <laughs> not written into the rules, is it? Yeah. Thanks, um, Gus. He said, "JT versus Robinson. Who won? Nobody won. We all lost. Well, everyone lost. Rugby yeah. league lost on the day." And he said, "Remember the Vunivalu touchline controversy? We do remember that." Yeah, but here's the thing: no one cared because it was a storm, and if yeah. the roles were reversed in this game. But also, uh, actually, th- that, this raises an actual genuine question. Reverse the roles, like not just if they the entire thing the reverse. Reverse the entire thing. Let, let's say they called six again while the Roosters were attacking, and then and then change their mind. Roosters get tackled. Canberra but, got up the other. But goal. at the same time, there's no like, chance there's as much outrage. Rugby but, league public are loving it. Media are still trying to make controversy. But it wouldn't yeah. have been the front and the back page yeah. of the tele. Like, there's no way it's as big a deal if, if, the, if it had been the other way. Around. Even on the call, even on the the, the nine call. You had Gus, who obviously has had involvement with the Roosters in the past, absolutely hammering the refs for it. Mm. So, like, in the moment, the decision was what was hated. But, like, as, as we yeah, said, if the result went the other way... Does, does Gus love anything as much as he hates the referees? Mm. No. That's <laughs> himself? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. And his last comment says, Thank you for the year, guys. It makes a long season worthwhile. Looking forward to emergency part of the first off-season scandal. We don't really do the scandal things. We might, though. Might we? It depends what happens. If it's really funny. If the Broncos sign Brody Croft, we're not doing one. There, there will be a four-hour-long <laughs> four, four podcast. And he also said late thought with Bungard. It's going to be Mitch, Mitch going, am I on speakerphone? No, no, not at all. As you hear this, you hear Bungard trying to start up the fucking podcast machine. Yep. No, it's Mitch, keep going. Tell me, all, the tell me all your angers. And he added as well, late thought, would Bungard's charge-down rule eliminate tackle count confusion? I forget what his proposal is. Oh, was. my charge-down rule is if you do a charge-down... Um, and the team get a back, you get one, you get one more tackle. tackle. No, it doesn't really eliminate the confusion what happened on that game. That's for sure. Uh, but Triple Eight, does the grand final force the NRL to change the rule about trainers on the field? I think so. Something changes. I think, yeah. I think it's. I think it's what we said. I think you just have to say if the ball's in play, no one's on the field. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if just change them from being neutral. And what's the average time the ball's in play? It's only like sixty minutes a game, right? So it's sixty, sixty-five. So that's. I mean, it's each half there's ten minutes of dead time essentially for players to drink water. So, yeah, come on. Bunch of Triple Eight. Does the grand? Oh, you already asked that one. Whoops, sorry. What do you put on your homemade pizzas? Uh, cheese, pineapple. No, oh, <laughs> cancel culture. Uh, so I actually made a few for the misses last week. I like making small ones sometimes when I'm at home, so I can mm. try a bit more variety. But yeah, I just a lot of it's always have like good Italian meats. Always some salami, or like a bit, oh, sorry, suppressor or something similar. I bet you do. But I'm not someone who puts 15 <laughs> toppings on one pizza. No. Ooh, so, God. like, one of my pizzas was just, like, simple. It was, like, salami, mushroom, olives. Good call. That's just one of them I made. Another one I made was, like, I made a spice one, which is just, again, salami, jalapenos, chili, and onion. Mm-hmm. But, like, I usually make them... I don't really have a set of what I make on homemade pizzas, but it's just, like, I, I keep them simple. Yep. Aussies have a problem with putting 15 ingredients on a pizza. Yeah, and the Aussie the concept of an Aussie pizza with an egg on top of it, what, what are we all doing? Yeah, yeah fuck, get eggs out here. Uh, Pine- pineapple and onions. Yeah, I do... I do pineapple, often, onions, and mushrooms for me, sorry. I do, like, a ham and pineapple at home, too, but generally, some, the olives are involved, mushrooms are involved, and then some form of meat. Mm, good call. Dale, are you similar? Uh, prosciutto, red onion, rosemary, and rocket. Sounds delicious. It is fucking good. 
I've tried the crispy potato on a pizza at home too, but then it's just like, well, I like these things better separately. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. It's not like a chip sandwich. Like, they can go together. Okay. Chips on a pizza. Maybe he, not. he says, how long do you think you'd last in a castaway situation? Until I died. Act- I, I'll be honest. I would back myself in a castaway situation. I've got, I've got the skills. I can start a fire without Tinder. Without a with with Tinder without a without <laughs> a match, can. I bet I can. <laughs> but I, I can but I can start a fire without without matches. I'd back myself. Oh, I'd be dead within the amount of time it takes. Well, I mean, you're only you can't eat, so I think you eat like a palm tree. Yeah, you could try e- that. Eat coconuts. Yeah, you could eat coconuts, but you got to you got to remember that coconuts are laxative, so you're going to shit yourself to death. What a way to go! <laughs> Can I do? I actually, I'm in for that. If it's like if they're, if they're good shits, I'd rather die shit was off to death than starving. Very obvious yeah. areas over here. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't back myself very long. It's uh, well, how could I? No, not cast away. Not not like he was. No, not I, the. I um, would be off. I'd be off the top of the cliff in a while. The 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 keeping warm part. Yeah, not about it. Uh, RCB Sharks We'd also we'd, All three of us Would, would lo- lo- last a lot lo- less time now Than we would have five years ago so oh, yeah, we've, all, we've all trimmed down So mm. RCB Sharks The Roosters were deserving premiers Because sending three tries Totals in the finals Yeah Where do they rate With the other great premiers In our era And he said Like I say they're, It's hard to rate them But the 2018 Sorry 2017 Storm Were the best side I've seen Of the NRL era So since 98 Potentially The 98 Broncos as well, and then then probably with those two sides, the Roosters were at such a high level this year when they when they could be asked though, yeah. Like, which and that that Storm team didn't take weeks off against shit teams like this Roosters team has done over the last oh, few the, years. But the most impressive thing on this Roosters team in the last few years is how they've been able to manage and cruise their way through seasons. For yeah. uh, side note, by the way, again, this is just another another point for us. Always laughing at the people who want to chastise good teams for switching off in the last 20 minutes of games that don't matter or could come back to haunt them later no yeah. it doesn't they won the comp uh, yeah. the, the Roosters are the Golden State Warriors of the NRL yeah I think it, it's okay yeah mm. good it's not they're already up there with the those sides but it's harder for me to respect them because it's very rare a team can simply just go and sign the best halfback and fullback in the world and just have it happen in the same year yeah and I mean, consequ- obviously, like circumstances with one of them, but like one was very clearly a business decision. Yeah, and you it's know. not obviously it's not the f- they can't knock how great of a side they are, but I respect them less than the others. What I'm saying because of that, you know. And obviously, any team would have done it if they could have. Obviously, but that's not how oh, it shit, works. Yeah. And he says, "Can Billy Magugu translate his?" <laughs> He's <laughs> okay, Magulius. <laughs> obviously, translate his take up winning trickery to NRL level. Probably not. Mm. Looks a bit of like a sloppy rig already. He was like thin like a year ago, and he looks pretty fat already. So, it's never a great thing when a guy's played a full season and looks like he's fifteen kilos overweight. <laughs> I'm here for it though. True, let him try. But I did enjoy though that they meant in these in this the sorry Swiss Cup final. They mentioned that Freddie spoke to his coach before the game, and the coach told him to put to stop kicking the ball and just bloody run it. But he's one of two comps from just kicking the <laughs> Very ball. True. Uh, Sometimes you do know best. Believe in yourself, yeah, Billy Magugu. He said, it was cool seeing the green in the crowd. Would you like to see... Or who would you like to see make it that hasn't made it for a while? The Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dickhead. Um, that hasn't define made Define a while. That, well, I mean, the Knights have got the longest drought now. The Titans. No, they've got the longest grand final drought. The Titans have never made yeah, one, but, Dale. Yeah, but it's, they've also they've not been, been Infinite off. years. No, no. Well, I don't want to say oh, the Titans. No, hang though. on. No, piss off with this. It's infinite years. No, <laughs> it's not. 
But it's also zero years at the same time. No, it's not, because uh, the Raiders franchises have existed since the late 80s, early True. 90s. So, check me. Well, if you add all the years up, probably still not as long as the Knights drought. You should have counted with Newcastle existed since 1908. <laughs> they did. Um, when did the Newcastle Rebels make a grand final? Great point. Mm. A lot of good points. Um, I think Newcastle will Parramatta. Be, yeah, para, para v Newcastle. The answer is obviously the Warriors. You're all idiots. They made it not that... They made 2011. <laughs> That's not know, that long ago. Long, long enough drought. True. For the people. It's not even a decade. So, yeah. Feels longer. Why is that? Hang on. And why is that the obvious answer, by the way? Just because you love the Warriors. Yes, obviously. Like, the chat you do. It was so cool when Power Look at you accidentally like nailing the, it again. The, 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 <laughs> like the Warriors. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> like, the bandwagon in 09 was so massive. Like, it was really cool when they made it. They so, have so many fans. So, this year was a rare switch for me is that I generally hate the bandwagons. I usually cheer against a team that everyone's cheering for. You are but, a thief of joy. That but is, that is what the I'm Raiders like. are just too much fun. I like too many Raiders fans that I couldn't do it this year. In prior seasons, if, they, if this was Roosters versus the Eels in this grand final, I would have cheered for the Roosters, despite taking away the t- back-to-back for the Broncos and generally hating the Roosters more than the Eels. Because I'm a terrible human. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree with all of those points. Yeah, I would have done that. The, the league needs a Heel. Eels Bulldogs grand final or an Eels South grand final, something like that. Just be and wild. His, his next question was Can the Raiders recover and come back and go on better next year? Probably not. Look, I think teams that, that lose grand finals, yeah. storm, storm aside, re- really usually have a lot of trouble getting back there. I, I do think there's something about the attitude of this Raiders side, the fact they're built on more of a attitude and application to their defense, and that a lot of those guys this year, like, they're a team that threw players out of position. Half or half, like you know, they threw White and at six and it worked, and he's still learning. They had Nickel Clocks had joined him in preseason, and he's still improving at fullback. They moved from Harley to prop, and he struggled at first, and he's one of the world's best there now already. But they still like there's a team that actually is improvement in them. But we have seen good Raiders sides do this, have a great season, and fall away. And Raiders tradition is to do that a good year, then fall away. But I do feel like with the fact they're built off a different, different kettle of fish and then an all out attack, and I do feel like that will get them further in the and, future. And the, I don't know the, if they'll make it back to the final. The though. point that you make also about culture is like we've we've discussed this about, you know, the Fords picking their own starting team and yeah. the English players all getting on really well together and, and a young group of guys who seem to have all been knuckling down pretty well. You've got some local players there and you've got other players kind of coming in from, from overseas. Yeah. That it it feels to me and obviously I'm not old enough to remember the the nineties and they did obviously they didn't win, but it, it does feel to me like they've got a team that is built together as a team yeah. as opposed to like you've got six really good players and some blokes who are kind of holding it down. Yeah, I agree. And um it they've also found some gems and what generally when teams challenge for the title is when they have things like Corey Horsberg comes in yeah. as a minimum salary guy and kills it. Nickel Clockstad's on time salary kills it. You know, John Bateman's underpaid kills it. Those things Remain next year, and Those they've and they've also got the thing that we mentioned about players going to Newcastle and players going to Brisbane. It's another advantage that Canberra has, is that your money in Canberra buys you more than it does yeah. in Sydney. Then as a Sydney team, you can get cheaper rent. You can things are cheaper. You know, you 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 don't have to be necessarily as flashy if you were to want to be in Canberra as you were, because people in Canberra, Raiders fans and just members of the public generally. Like, these people are heroes to them, yes, but they're mm. also just a member of the community. Yeah. Like, whereas here, you see some... Oh, like, if you were in Bondi, for example, and you saw, saw the Roosters players, you'd be like, oh, well, don't don't go and talk to them. Mm-hmm. They're professional sports people. They're probably on a recovery day. Whereas if you see, like... You see the footage of Rappiner at the at the, uh, at the the mall giving the kids his boots yeah. or his game day shirt. Like, as much as they are heroes to these people, they're still just part of the community. They just fill in. They yeah, fit they, in. they do feel like, like I feel like sh- their window is short because what generally happens to Canberra, the poor bastards, is that 
salary cap pressure becomes a thing very quick, very quickly, <laughs> quickly for too. that club. Yeah. So it looks like Rapana might stay, but it likes, probably after next year, Rapana and Lula are probably both gone. Yeah. Bateman will get paid more. Who knows what else? But it's like. I feel like because they're built with different stuff, they could push again next year. But as any anyone can tell you, going back to another grand final is hard enough. And, you know, just getting there, mm. it's like so many things have to go right. But I did like the fact after this game, Bateman was watching the Roosters celebrate to feel the pain for the next year. Like that is a machine who wants to go back. Yeah, but who knows? And it does help them that the Roosters got weaker. Kronk's gone. And the Storm haven't actually improved their roster. So who knows? And also, the Storm haven't necessarily... like they, they probably have a bloke waiting in the wings, but they don't necessarily have a ready-made replacement for uh, as a half who's well, going to be need, as They in, need a seven so bad, As influential as... Uh, uh, but Sam Verrill's played seven. <laughs> He's played everywhere else. Well, Victor yeah, Radley played yeah, seven. Yeah, they've got Cole Flanagan going to the Roosters, but that's obviously True. not Cooper Cronk. Uh, Hugh underscore Badman. Pretty we'll, big take there, mate. Yeah. Cole Flanagan not Cooper Well, Will, will, will Chambers... Moving on, so with Will Chambers moving on from the storm. God, I'm reading well today, as usual. What's your most memorable moment from his career with the club? Not passing in the 2016 grand final. That was right up there. Unfortunately. Mm. That's the first thing I think of when I think of Will Chambers. Mm. Um, getting uh, getting dusted by Latrell last year in the grand final. All good answers. It's hard to remember which dusting by Latrell <laughs> from last year you're talking about. It was like seven of them last year, but... But uh, I'm not a, a Chambers hater because obviously when he was a prick at Origin, it was good for my team. But it's certainly t- it feels like it's time. Yeah. In Queensland, like we're not talking about Origin preemptively, but Queensland could be starting Highmore Hunt in the centres at this point next year, which is fantastic. Good. Can Edric Lee play centre? We'll find out. <laughs> we actually might. Gibby underscore Gillard says, thanks for another great year, lads. Always look forward to the pod. Oh. Only question is how long will the pain of a grand final loss last? Twenty five years is a long time between grand finals. Well, and, but at the same time, I think that I think that the fact that it had been so long for the Raiders, I think, will help them because I think that, and not necessarily their fans, they know what it is to miss out now. None of these players, apart from Joe Lailua, who had also lost his last grand final, had ever played in a grand final in the NRL. They now know what it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, to lose on the big day, and that hopefully will push them further. Well. You and I have never been alive to lose a grand final. Oh, 99. How'd you feel? You were a child. It was one of the only times I saw my dad cry. And you, 2015, must have sucked. And that was arguably the only grand final, not the only, but one of the few grand finals that has been more heartbreaking a loss than this one. So, Thank you. Well, mate, it's been fucking <laughs> four years. Jesus. Oh, it's not fresh. <laughs> what, I'm, what, I'm struggling to con- like, what I'm struggling to understand, though, Mitch, is... How much accidental insight we're getting tonight? <laughs> yeah, we're getting a lot this of is it. stunning stuff. <laughs> I wish we me. could bottle this. It's killing me. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is better than the milk. It really is. <sighs> up, up the insight, I um, say. What I found funny after this grand final is like Raiders fans were probably complaining about their referee less than anybody else. They're just so proud. There was so much like pride of they made it and they actually played well after the game and like shock of how well they played. Mm. That's true, actually. But a lot, a m- most other fan bases, if their refereeing stuff happened, are, are still frothing at the mouth today. But um, I don't know how long the pain will last. If it had been the Bulldogs where the Raiders were, would the stadium have survived? No. Yeah. No way. I was si- sitting there when that happened. I thought, like, if this happened to another team, like, South fans would have been chucking shit on the field. It may have been a pitch invasion. Para fans, Dogs fans, they would have yeah. all been chucking shit on the field. My missus didn't understand why the fan base was being nice to each other, by the way. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get that. <laughs> why are they fighting? This which is not how a, sport which works. In an un- which, you know, unrelated... It- is the thing I'd like the least about going to A-League matches is that like fans act like have to play hooligan. Yeah, you know? well, you've been to Europe, haven't you? You've watched a few movies. What do you mean? 
I'm just saying, people feel like they watch TV. Oh, right, yeah. That, that's the thing I like the least about mm. a yeah. soccer fandom in general. And it's the thing I like the most about rugby league fandom. Yeah. Uh, Simon Scott, three. Cooper Cronk has always had a bit of a gap between himself and Cameron Smith. How much has he closed that gap in the last two years? I don't know. I haven't thought about it long enough. Obviously, winning three comps in a row, doing it at two different teams is, is, a, is a big thing. And he's kind of proven that he can elevate a club and those around him. But it's a bit easier to go to the Roosters and elevate, you know, guys like Latrell Mitchell, Joey Manu, Luke Keary, than it is to be at the Storm and elevate Brody Croft. Like it's and, bit- and and not just not just that, but also Cronk is Cronk is one of the all time great halfbacks. Yeah. But being a halfback is in and of itself a fairly well defined position. It like is. your job is effectively to defend well enough and to distribute an attack. Yeah. To 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 steer the team around. But Smith has in a lot of ways changed the way that Hooker is played. I think you've nailed it there. I think Cooper Cronk got the textbook of what being a halfback was and hammered that. Yeah. He nailed what the textbook told him it had to be. He he trained hard, did everything that right, became a, a leader on the field and directed a team around whatever. But Cooper's Cronk sorry, Ken Smith saw Hooker and was like I'm going to make this the most important position in the game. And and Kronk is... I don't want to take away, obviously. He, without hyperbole, is genuinely one of my favourite players to watch. I love yeah. the way that he sees the game. I love the way that he moves the team around. I love that he uses what he has to the best of its ability physically and mentally. And, like, his his kicking game is one of my favourite things in rugby league. Mate, his defence is exceptional for a half, but, too. Yeah. as I said, as, as you were making the point, like, he has taken the textbook of what it is to be a halfback and he has made that his own to the nth, to 100% yeah. every week, every time he stepped out on the field. Like, it's it's hard to think of a bad game that he's had in the past, you know, number of years. But he's not a, he's not a revolutionary. He's an evolutionary in a way. Yeah. He's evolved into the game and, and he's evolved the way that the game can be played. Yeah, I've often had uh, or heard of Thurston versus Cronk arguments, for example, and what I usually say with them is that Jonathan Thurston is the better rugby league player than Cooper Cronk, but Cooper Cronk's a better rugby league package. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, better at the training ground, better at coaching his teammates, probably a better teammate than JT was, but, you know, JT is a better player. Yep. It's not saying one is either better or more influential. Like, I think Kronk's probably more influential on the club, but uh, it's hard to, to rate those kind of things. But I do enjoy the stories we had earlier, for example, that Sam Beryl's one. is like Those are the things that Cooper Kronk excels at, which you just don't hear from many other players. Yeah. Um, Messon Scott Ozil. No question this week. Just want to acknowledge and appreciate the Rugby League family for embracing the Raiders and getting behind the boys. And thanks to you lot for doing the podcast each week. Sweet. Thanks, buddy. Um, I, just, I just want to add on to that. Um, this 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 taking of the Raiders as as the the team of the of the league has been something else. Like I know that we had the whole big big sound thing, and I and I spoke about this. Funny, the the memes were good, but like nobody no, likes really the Giants. Can. Yeah, like nobody likes the Giants. It was a good for good shit posts. Simpsons reference plus contemporary news equals interactions. We all know that. The, the way that the rugby league community has taken the Raiders will, I think, give Raiders fans heart that they're not the laughing stock of the comp. Like, the people look mm. at them as a club and go, wow, they do a lot of things right. They do a lot of things really well in the community. Soliola winning, like, the best clubman of the year yeah. award was quite nice. And I think people now hopefully realise, like, that, that it's not all shit being a Raiders fan and that there are some uptimes. And I would like to thank the rugby league community just the same for doing that. Sweet. Good response. Ando 4285. Question for Doyle. Still think the Roosters can't go back-to-back. 
potentially. <laughs> look, you think I get sick of this team making me look stupid, but he I don't. He has asked a question in about three months, by the way. Yeah, he hasn't. And, and, and his first question hasn't been about your hair for about two and a half years. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the podcast listener equivalent to starting an East clap, clap, clap chant with 10 seconds to go in a game, which he is also did. want to do. Yes, so. but... Uh, no, ob- yeah, it was obviously in danger for a while this year, but, uh, you know, I, I bet on the field and the field lost. Uh, Matty, Big P, 25, question for Mitch, when are we drafting? Oh, it's an NBA draft question. Leave me alone, sir. K-Dog Roars, should the 8th Immortal and Rugby League go Andrew Johns have a statue, and why is the answer yes? Yes. How does he not have a statue is in Newcastle? Yeah, I saw this campaign they, they pop make, up the other week, they, and I was... Hang on, we've got to roll this back. They're fucking famous for steel. Make a steel statue. It can be stainless. It won't rust. It'll be less rusty than him. Yeah, I, like, I like this. That's well. I <sighs> laugh. It's because he's doing it now. But I told him it's uh, most of the other player statues in every other team stadium has been funded by the people. Yeah, half funded at least. Like the Lockie statue at Brisbane. Both half, of the statues at Canberra were funded. Well, it was the same, but half at least half funded by How the much people. Do statues cost not that much. Hmm. Less than you think. Like they're like forty, fifty grand or something. Oh. Mm. Come on, yeah. So Joey's statue be hollow. Hmm. He's now trying to start the funding for a John statue. So good on him. Good but, on him. Uh, and he said, "What pose should we ta- should be making?" The, the most famous John's pose is obviously the skateboard. No, it's got to be. He's got to be asleep at Twombury Airport. That's oh, also good. Both good, but the correct answer is him pegging his mouth guard into the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we also get him and his brother with their, after the grand final where they're both banging? Bang <laughs> Look at their face. Skateboarding's actually not about. Could yeah. could you put that skateboarding statue like somewhere in Newcastle as opposed to at the ground, like at the top of a hill? Can we can we raise like f- Yabba's hill, like where Yabba has a statue in Bay Thirteen? Can we raise further? Actually, you talk about dish pan eyes. Defeated with what he's doing with his whole career, just Very two good. massive dishes. Can we? Can we? Steel. Can we also have maybe stumbling around after a head knock? So, I yes. mean, he's, he's we've got a lot of file footage we can work off. <laughs> Is the statue going to have red hair? Can we tinge this? Oh, God. St- Smart. That's a bit... I like that, actually. Yeah. Mm. Buzz cut with the red hair, whatever oh, it was. That was bad. Why? Heartflog87. What's the worst decision? Calling six again or a Japanese spitz? Ow. Oh. Fatality. Is it a decision? It's just a... I don't know. Moving along. What an asinine question. <laughs> <laughs> At underscore Matt Coleman. We see trainers playing fly goalie to get their hands on the ball and earn their team a repeat set. God, how funny would that be? <laughs> if there's, a, if there's a, a trainers behind the ball and the team's got a, a, a kick charge down, and the trainers like bloody running back there to get the hey, ball. Hey, look, th- that would make that would make Alfie less involved in the game than he currently is. So you know, surely, surely there's room for this rule. <laughs> uh, next question, Eddie NZ. How does the 2019 season look if Bennett and Seabold didn't swap? I think Brisbane probably would have fared better, and Seattle yeah. would have been about the same. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't mate, don't hurt me more. It's, it's happened, Eddie. Let's move on. Harvey G says, "I'm okay. I'm putting a word in here because it's not there. I'm sure you all say it's too early to be thinking about this, but what are your guys' predictions? Top eights for 2077." <laughs> <laughs> Does he want our origin tips as well? He does. Mate, I'll give you my under under threes origin side from this year. <laughs> Whatever. And he says, love your work, boy. She sort of laughs. Made a train maker of a season for my club a bit more bearable. Funny to hear a night fan that said we made your season more bearable. Also that he says that was a train wreck considering you've got a Broncos and a Dragon fa- Dragons fan on the panel. Well, Brisbane made the finals. Yeah. I didn't say that it wasn't a train wreck. 
Maybe it was like that that tram tram crash in Melbourne on the weekend. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Daniel Scott Anger. Which NRL player will become the Joker after being a foul comedian and why is it both by Ryan and Sam Thiday? <laughs> yep. Oh God. I don't know if Sam Thiday is at this point capable of becoming the Joker. Oh my God. He is uh, put on like 40 kilos in a year, <laughs> I want to say. He, he, and, and the funny thing for me is like you see, if you, if you follow him in, I mean, on Instagram, his content is just constant workout videos. Yeah. Like what are you all well, doing, homie? He spent probably... 90 minutes of, at the grand final day filming himself <laughs> on the sideline. So. Jesus, that's not good. <laughs> that's how many times you take Him, introducing, him yeah. introducing One Republic on TV was, I wanted to cringe into a singularity. Oh, yeah. uh, what, why? What did he do? He was just like, here, they've done 60 million album sales. And, they've, and I was just like, just fucking get on with it. We know this is going to suck. Also, as we mentioned off mic, worst pregame since Billy Idol. Oh, really? Yeah. See, we walked in right towards the end of it, and again, Mrs. hadn't never seen something like that. Mm. So we walked in, and we had the only way where the audio sounds good, like right in front of them. And she, we saw one song and didn't mind it because fire was going off. So, so I didn't see the whole thing. So Sam Thiday introduces them yeah. like he's the drunk uncle at a wedding. Uh, they play. They weren't great. Uh, and then, if we remember, we had the retiring. We had the retiring players pageant, which involved Greg Bird, who hasn't played an NRL game since about 1948. Uh, and then Ryan James forgets the words to the remember to the welcome to country. I'm lost, he says. And we go straight in in the anthems. There was, it was too here. easy to make jokes about a Titans player saying they're lost on grand final. Ne- day. Neither you know there. Very true. And then we kind of got on with it. And I was just like, it, it, that was the meatloaf. That that was meatloaf. That was yeah. the NRL's meatloaf. Well, the half time. Someone asked a question about it, so I won't jump the gun yet. But the halftime show. Mm. Not bueno, we'll get there. Our next question, Dollary Doos. Not sure if you plan on doing a broader season review as well, but we'd be interested to know which teams you think are on or up or for 2020 and which teams are on the down. That'll be, that'll oh. be a Twitter conversation. Yeah, no, we're not, no. 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 Uh, baseball question for only Bungard. Probably only Bungard. Will anyone beat the Astros? Their pitching is really, really good. So, no, I don't think so. There you go. Mr. Unscratchable 8, thanks for the free content again this year, guys. Shout out to our Overlord Doyle, resident DJ Bungard, and the hostess with the most S, Dale. Thank you. Dory Doo's back again. Here it is. Not sure if you were any at the game, but if you were, can you please discuss Absolute Shambles? That was the halftime show with the Scissors Paper Rock Contest, JT Shank, and the announcer talking over Daryl Braithwaite. So, I was there, but I went down to find some mates at halftime, and I was talking with them the entire half, out like the back behind the seat, so I didn't see any of it. So, Mitchell, take it away. So, the first thing is, I think everyone saw the JT thing, right? I think because it was so bad, it was on TV. It was. So, there was literal side of a house. He had to kick the ball out. So, a fan was on, on the field... They had before the before the game they spun a wheel or something to see who was going to kick for them to win a million dollars and I think Thurston was supposed to be like the good person to kick for you and it comes out and it's like the side of a house you know if you hit where the chimney is the ball goes through there it's a million dollars the front door's like ten k a window's fifty k or whatever and JT's like thirty meters away from this house misses it by ten like feet meters? like meters the good thing was is that JT being the competitive man he was. Did act like he'd lost the grand final after that. He was steaming, stomping around and whatever. But uh, I had to laugh, as you mentioned before the pod, him missing an important kick on grand final day. But then the, the thing after it was was terrible. It was one of these, they did this contest that they had like one of those you know little circles set up in the back of a Holden and it was a passing contest through the circle. If you got the ball, uh, yeah, yeah. they got the ball through that circle, whoever got the ball through the most got a shot from 40 metres to win something, probably a car. I can't remember what they were winning. Mm. But in this passing contest was 
a, a guy and a girl who probably have never passed a footy in their life. Like they hit the top of the car, almost threw them over the car. In their first round, they got three through each and they had to go to sudden death. Sudden death went so long that they had to stop it and <laughs> go to, to a rock, paper, scissors contest in which the man then won, went 40 metres and yeah, kicked the ball 10 metres. <laughs> one of those things. It's like, oh, that was great. It's remarkable that every time they have like one of these contests where it's like catch a bomb, kick a ball of a tee, they manage to find people who seemingly have never done these things before. But it's also like it's they're trying to do the equivalent of like the NBA half court half court shot thing, right? Yeah. But it's like you know, people can stand on a basketball court in runners and go okay at that. People can generally throw things. This is a right? thing. Yeah, yeah. That's but a very good point. If you if you try and kick off a tee on a dewy surface with, with basketball shoes on. Yeah, no, not happening. Like, yeah. footy players are missing that kick. JT so came out... taking drop goals in basketball shoes yeah. at North Sydney over to win's origin. Got a couple, like, but not many. Yeah, like, JT went out in boots himself to do that thing he missed on, but it's like you're not kicking one from 40 in your normal shoes, pretty much. If mm. you're in casual shoes, you're not kicking it. No. 40 is ridiculous. You got that. Yeah. Like, even... again, Luttrell missed goals from 25-30 in this game with boots on as a professional. Mm-hmm. So, and you think some, some How casual. much would they've got if they got that? I can't remember because I think it was a car or something. Okay. And then the last thing was, which I knew was coming, that Daryl Braithwaite was doing half time. I didn't realize he was going to be interrupted by the announcer talking over him when he did sung horses, which is great. Oh. And then also they did that with that Queen like call and response thing that the announcer spoke over the entire time as well. <laughs> Seems unnecessary. While we're on the to- topic, this happens at every game, but. I, and I've definitely bitched about it before, but fucking hell, I cannot stand every scrum, every dropout, every penalty. There's the, they just play like 12 seconds of inane music over the PA. Like mm. <laughs> I don't need like eight seconds of a Pitbull song after a dock-on. Again, just, the highlight like, for my missus didn't understand the game. Love the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She did mock me on before she went to the airport Monday morning. She did say, good tackle, Joey, and clapped in my face. Because Joey they Lua. <laughs> like, that was your takeaway I from like this woman more already. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> um, oh, she also wants to sell fake jerseys to people like they're real and told me to just tell people on the internet they're real. And I said, we've been story for another day. <laughs> it's literally happened. It didn't go well for the guy. <laughs> She's like, we'll do it better. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. no. Uh, can I just interrupt question time really quickly? Yeah. We got a question on Facebook from Tom Perea asking, why is there a trainer on the field after 90 seconds? We, 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 we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's- the boys were thirsty. <laughs> But shout out to Tom. He often sends us messages on Facebook. He He's just about the only one that doesn't use the Twitter message. And it confuses me every time. <laughs> He's a nice guy, but it's uh, because of Facebook messages on your phone, you have to go to the mobile site for a page or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. a well-designed it's app. It's not. Uh, GM Walker says, there's three premierships in a row added to JT's fraudulent effort as a panellist and, and at a securing someone else's retirement enough to finally settle the Cronkvist-Thurston debate. I read those that question right, by the way. Mm. That was the bad words put in the oh. question. Um, Krong v. Thurston debate wouldn't have been settled because it's never been about who won the most. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. They were two very... two. They are slash were two very similar players who could play both sides of the field relatively well. I mean, it's one of those things. If I, if I, if I was starting a club, I'd probably take Kronk. If I'm playing one game, I'd probably take Thurston. Yeah. Probably about right. Yeah, I, I, I just that. think that like... Thurston had a couple of really awful years there with the Cowboys, which wasn't I mean, entirely his fault. But at the same time, as I've said before, I don't think you can call someone the best halfback ever if 
your team is finishing like 15th and 13th in different seasons. I agree with that, but it's also very hard. Like, it's the same thing, like, people criticise. I said, where does Trent Robinson rank with modern coaches? And all he got was, I got criticism when it's even asking the question because he's had such a good team. It's not his fault. Like, if, would, a, would a good yeah. coach say no to first to, to Tedesco or Kronk? Like, the Roosters, people act like they've been good the whole last 20 years. They suck for like six years in the middle of that. They, and were, then they were shit the year before he got there, yeah. and then they won the comp. And you say that bad year, one of his bad years there, but still, it's not about just having a good roster. But the thing is with that is like Kronk, well, obviously when he went to Melbourne, Melbourne isn't what it is, but he played most of his career with two other the greatest. Was it 2016 they stunk or 2017? I can't remember. Let's bring that back. Uh, Some more years like that. 15, wasn't it? Or, yeah, 15. No, 16, 16. Yeah, 15, so they lost the game that, And they missed... Right. You mean Melbourne or... No, no the Roosters. Roosters. Yeah, Melbourne don't have bad for half years. The, they were 15. Yeah. That year. But like, it's like, you know, then Kronk, when he got to choose to leave Melbourne, he had the opportunity of forcing a Mitch Pierce out of the Roosters and going there. He didn't have to go to the Tigers or similar or whatever. Mm. The Cowboys... Excuse me, I just burped in the mic. The Cowboys would absolutely rabble when Thurston went there. I think that's bu- a big difference. It's just bizarre looking back at that, by the way. It's like... 13, 14, 15, they were minor premiers. I think 17, and 17 they were second. 18th, 18th, they were minor premiers. 19th, they were second. I yeah. think off the top of my head, I don't no, know. 15th and... 2016, they won six games against second last. Like, how the hell does that happen? In I know Mitch Pierce is out, but it's like, I guess they lost two of us to Sheck as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did too. That's right. Let's have more years like that where the Roosters <laughs> are not good. That's it. Um, Bethany Nice got B on, it's got 97. Have there been examples of this much rest faulting? I don't think this has been... like Rest faulting to me... Like generally, I like using that term when it's not justified. Yeah, they deserve it in this case. They just like, and I don't think people are actually saying they made the Roosters win the game, but it is no doubt it tarnished the grand final. Mm. Yeah, you, you can't argue that. You, as much as we don't think that that's the reason the Roosters scored that try, nor do we know for sure that Canberra would have won that game had that not happened. It's definitely the biggest blunder in a grand final. Yeah. It just is. And you know what? You have to talk about the biggest refereeing blunder in a grand final. And, and People as, still talk about the fail Mary yeah. all those years ago. Like, like we, we spoke about this off mic, and it was like, this is in the top five all-time worst refereeing calls. Like, we dis- we discussed this. Yeah. It, on the big stage. Yeah, I agree. Probably. Hard. Just because he changed his mind. Yeah. You can't change your mind. Exactly. At Sharp's success, if the answer is Brody Croft, is a Harvard degree really worth it? I mean, what's your thesis on if a half a degree is... might be required to find out the working? I was going to say, what's the yeah. question? To We've work got to figure out the question. question. Yeah, that is where the degree is required. We've got to reverse engineer this question. So, what we need to do is leave posters of Brody Croft up at a university and wait for a really smart janitor to come in. <laughs> and, and Nathan we, Brown and work it all. <laughs> Very good. Well, he loves cleaning up messes. <laughs> All, and much like and much like well a uni, much like a uni degree, four years later, nothing. <laughs> oh. We really should finish on that, but we've got too many more oh, questions. That's a shame. That was good from both of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the boys. He says, "Why did Canberra blow it?" Yeah, look, and they kind of did blow it. They did mm. a little bit. They had all yeah. the. It's uh, not being talked about. They had all the M word. You had. Well, it's not even M word. It's field position. This is the. Th- this, is, this is my main gripe with the word momentum in general, Dale. Is it like people conflate momentum with literally just. Having the ball a lot, yeah. which is they had the ball a lot. Rugby league is a game of field position and territory, it's and they had a lot game. of that. They had they finished more possession still in the end of the game, but they had a lot of it for a long time there and couldn't come up with anything. At the end of the day, you needed to score a try while your opposition had they, twelve men. I was and calling you won for the game. field goal with fifteen to go. Seriously, why are teams so averse to this? It's fucking eight all. There was it's a, not like it's a try fest. What you've kept them to one try for the entire game, and suddenly you go all oh, fifteen minutes too early. I think Elokinus is heading for one, by the way, with about 14 to go on fourth tackle 
Hodgson, like season Hodgson talk a bit earlier, then Hodgson just turns Tarpane back on the inside to go about 35 out under the post mm. or 30 out under the post. Then Tarpane offloads. And then Gula offloads, and the offload then comes back to Aiden Caesar, who was standing like 10 metres deep, and he gets tackled. And I think they might have been setting for one then, and the opportunity didn't come again yep. after that, really. But, like, yeah, the field goal, should, like, they should have taken a shot at that for mine just to put the pressure back on. Like, force, um, force them to score again. Yeah. yeah. He said, uh, Shark Success says, what was your grand final beverage of choice? I had a white rabbit white ale. Okay. Well, I was working, so water. Well, I was hungover as daylight savings got us good the night before. They were out. We're out at friends. Isn't house. that a scam? Get it out of here. Yeah, out at friends in Erskineville, and we're like, oh, I'll probably leave it to something, whatever. And then we look down the clock, and it's like three thirty. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I think about from there back to my house in, in uh, Warunga. Then I have to get back out for the grand final the next day, so we didn't sleep very very much. And uh, so the next day, it, w- it was one of the very few days that I didn't mind having mids. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'll ease back into this. It's just I a shame that they're $9 mids. Yeah, I think yeah. back at the friend's house, I think, what did I have first? Just a really, uh, just a cheap shit beer. I can't remember what it was. That, some white wine, and then got to the footy, had some ciders, had some shit beer, some more ciders. Mm. And then that was it. It was a whole mix. So I know, I'm fairly convinced that Iron Jack only exists at ANZ Stadium. And it's one of the else. most popular beers in Australia. Shut at ANZ Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I, what? Yeah. Where? In dumb places where they, beer well, is bad. I'm dumb. offended that Great Northern is popular now oh, as well. Oh, that is sin. This generation's Ted's. Oh, good call. That's a fair shout. Good call. Yeah, the, like bottles even, the bottles even look similar. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sharks assessed it again. Have you thought about replacing yourselves in the off-season? I mean, we, we might have to. I might yeah. combust. They're yeah. probably a younger version of me ready. Better, better looking version of me, cheaper. definitely. You're hungry, cheaper. More hungry. Yep. That's it. Uh... At KTRBN, do clubs employ someone like a media strategist to come up with the repeated lines, uh, i.e. Sydney players talking about being unpopular on repeat all week? Is this strategy or just how the players actually feel? I feel like it would be something that would be talked about, but not necessarily a media. It's not media. It's coaches and stuff talking yeah. about stuff. Yeah. They hate you. That no one wants you to win. Yeah. It's a motivational strategy. It's, it's remarkable that every team ever tries to tell everyone that they're, they're the underdog. The Patriots are the best one. No one said you can do it six times. They all said we can do it five. It's and like, also, like, the Roosters, <laughs> exactly, as you say. Like, they were thirty-eight to win the grand final. Oh, well, you yeah. never know. The Raiders have been hot. It's like, yeah, but also, you're, like, one of the best club teams in the last... I am, like, one of the people out of, like, the 30-odd million people who watch rugby league who have seen a game this year or whatever who said they couldn't go back-to-back. Pretty much... Everyone was saying they're going to go back to back. They yeah. were bookies' favourites from like post to post. Oh, yeah. people were calling back to back after they won the grand final last year because they kind of stole that grand final in terms of how they played in the year. And people then they would they would have gone. Oh well, next year they're going to have better players. Gronk's going to be fit. Yeah. And uh, no, another dub for the coach whisperer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. expect. Well, he's going to the NFL now to help someone win the Super Bowl. Is he? That's what he said today. Yeah, coach whisperer. Get around. Get to Miami, mate. Uh, KTRBN. My dad has been hassling me all ne- all season to find out from the NRL podcast how extensive is Alfie Langer's role at the Broncos. I'm hoping. So I'm the we're the NRL podcast that he's asking about. Yeah. In air quotes. On field coaching, just player support off field, and don't know why he's very keen to know, but he keeps asking. He also doesn't listen, so I have to really answer. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, he's he's part of the like coaching staff. He's a trainer on game day, but he's part of like, I think he's like the halves coach or whatever during the day, but he's at training every day of the week. And then at the game, again, he is a guy who goes on field. But other teams have coach, like, you know, he's more recognizable than most. 
But it's like Matt King's been going on fields forever and no one's ever said a thing about Matt King. Raiders, Raiders uh, runners the same. I can't remember yeah. his name, but he's out there like 95% of the game as well. Yeah, but it's just because people know who Alfie is. Yeah. He's easy to spot. He is. Most recognisable. He's not out there more than any of the other ones, ever. But he was, he's Alfie. That's it. They're all out there too much. They are. But it's like, you know, if it was someone, if if Sam Thider was a trainer, he'd be saying the same thing while the body's just cracking Thider jokes. Out there. Oh, my God. He, he would have grabbed that ball actually. Hopefully, <laughs> I had a laugh. Oh, by the way, like stepped and passed. You if know? you're a Raiders fan, when you saw that guy sort of smirk and laugh afterwards, how angry would you have been? Oh, mate, he's jumping that fence. <laughs> they were just happy to be there, mate. The Raiders <laughs> fans. Uh, at a deer, SP says after being so composed during the press conference, who did Ray- Ricky blow up at, and why was it Victor the Viking? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Victor. Um, I think Ricky is in too much love with Canberra and everything about that club to ever seem to get angry anymore. I like to think he stuck his head in the big end of the Viking horn and just shouted for a while. <laughs> Shout out to our good friend Frankie who thought the Viking horn was really making that noise. Oh, Frankie. As if oh. Mal Meninga had been practicing for months to, to blow this paper mache horn that 90,000 people could hear it. <laughs> Uh, and I know that Frankie's a big join the, do- <laughs> join they, the dots where, guy. Where'd they get that type of shell, you idiot? There's no animals on this yeah. earth with oh. a horn that large. <laughs> they found the last horn from a woolly mammoth and shaped it. <laughs> big, big L for Frankie here, yeah, it must it be said. <laughs> Why is it the same every week? Why has no one made a mistake? It's that everyone blows it at perfect pitch. He's, he's like, hang on, play, playing the last post is really hard. Why they stuff that yeah. up? And that's only like eight notes. How is the horn so easy? It's so good. At Sharp Success, asks again, has Mitch's love for Leilua being killed like BJ killed Canberra? Uh, no, BJ was fantastic in that game. He may have blown that opportunity for them, but he also created many. He was great. His his as we said before, like his his lack of use down that right side was a little concerning. But like literally yeah. every time he made the every well, got the ball, he looked he, was gonna do he something. looked like he was going to kill someone. There was another time when he came back infield. He bumped off. I can't remember who, but then he trucked Tedesco. And it was like, I did say that. Yeah, and he was like five meters short, and there was no support. Excuse around, me. But it's like, he was doing stuff when he got the ball when he was limping the entire game. He was a beast. Uh, is that it? Oh yeah And then uh, I think that's it Oh he's got one more question Thoughts on the Clive Churchill medal Going to the loser That's from our Sharks Obsessed I don't have an issue with it He, In my opinion He was one of the two Best players on the ground Yeah I agree Actually A few more questions Are coming in After I refresh So David Hunter asks Should all comments Be made to Referees to fish out Rugby league game And let the referees Commentate I remember when Phil Gould did do that like 20 years ago. Referee did a touchy for a president game. I was there. And he was not good. He did the linesman in the charity shield for 20 minutes. He wasn't good. There was like an incident in the middle of the field and he just ran in. And the ref's like, what did you say? And he's like, oh, nothing. I just wanted to run in. Which I respected. (laughs) At least he's honest. Uh, How times have changed. At S underscore at zero five. 13 Jack Whitens versus 13 Joe Rear Hargreaves. Who prevails? 13 Whitens. The Whitens. Mm. He's one of the players who can handle the physicality of playing in the middle as well. Yes. So he, he, would, uh, he would prevail. Mm. Uh, David Hunter, last question. With 100% success rate over the last two weeks, have the Jets shown the NRL clubs how to score from the cross kick from inside their own half? <laughs> Look, um, I hope you're promoting, obviously we want to promote more attacking football, but if Billy Magulius can correct, teach anyone to keep the ball and make it turn like that every time... Then maybe yes. He he is the he's the he's the gadding ball of rugby. He certainly put the one last week. They called out a player. The guy playing on the wing had to go on for injury. He was there for like eight minutes. They called him out of position. The one this week is like, 
you couldn't have placed it better and got a better bounce. Mm. You've got it right between the fullback and the defensive line where a winger can't get to it either. And then the bounce cut back in for a one of the guys his own team charging onto the ball. Like that's just it is the perfect chip kick. You can't kick it any better than that. But probably give him three thousand more attempts and he wouldn't get it like that. I have no no problem with any of those takes, just for the record. Sweet. Anyway, that's that it, boys. I think that's it. Thank you, gentlemen, for another wonderful year. It's always a pleasure. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll be back next year, bigger and better. Uh, look out for my uh, official jersey reseller site, <laughs> Mitch's kits uh, yeah. at, at yahoo.gov.cn By the yeah. sounds of things, if you say yeah, a code Boom Rookies at, at the checkout gives you four dollars ninety five off your purchase. <laughs> It's a shame that your purchase is going to be... $145 jersey. I was going to say $180, but, you know, these are the prices we pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, thank you. It's been a fantastic year, and I've loved every minute of it. Same. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next year. We'll see what happens. But on the other side, we'll see you then. See you, guys. Goodbye. In case God doesn't show. And I want these words to make things right, but it's the wrongs that make